podcast, guys. What were we watching? Fire within me, Mike in front of me. It's me, Eric Ambler. And I'm Podcast Ranger 2, Cam Seamer. And you're listening to the podcast where we morph back into children to revisit the nostalgic pop culture of our youth, then summon our kaiju sized adult selves to analyze its impact and appeal across time and space. It's not about good or bad, it's about then and now. As we try to answer the question What were we watching? Checking in, episode 183. It's Morph Madness, the Tokusatsu Tournament. Morph Madness, Tokusatsu Taikai. Oh my god, this is going to be a big, big event. And we, we save them for March. <laughs> I can't believe this is real. This is happening. Yes, we saved it for March. It's our, it's our equivalent of March Madness. I wish we had mega, like, stadium, just audiences. It's just, wow! <laughs> we'll add it in post that's the yeah. level yes please do seriously please that's the level the cheering that. fans yeah. uh and the fans we know are here uh because we're going to be talking about eight shows but the most important show is our guest gensho tosaka hello <laughs> love you both love you both very excited very excited this is uh yeah this was a deep nostalgia trip so excited to share with you all the journey yeah, so to to explain the concept, uh, we picked eight uh, tokusatsu shows or American adaptations, or rather five adaptations of Japanese tokusatsu shows, and then three all American shows just in the style of tokusatsu. So we're gonna decide what's the best American tokusatsu show, and but we're excluding Mighty Morphin Power Rangers because. Everyone loves it. We already know the deal. We already did three episodes yeah. about Mighty Morphin. You heard, you heard Mighty Morphin March, of course. <laughs> yeah, so this is so kind of know. the spiritual spiritual continuation of Mighty Morphin March. Yeah, we could think of this... Morphin March. <laughs> yeah, and you can think of this as like kind of the number one contenders tournament. Like if this was a some sort of comp, like you know combat sports competition, who would be next in line to vie for the title that... Mighty Morphin Power Rangers holds in our hearts. And before we start, should we also like just have a working definition of tokusatsu for people who may not be aware of what we're talking about? Yeah, so I believe it means like special effects, right? Yep, yep. Tokubetsu is special, and then satsue is uh, uh, shooting. So it's like special shooting, but yes, tokusatsu ultimately means special effects, and yeah. So this can apply, yeah, to like a lot of different stuff, right? It, it does, yeah. yeah. But this definitely is the overall. I think uh, facetiously, it can be called man in suit. But anytime we <laughs> we have that classic big guy fighting monster aesthetic, which really popularized with what Ultraman and, and, and Godzilla and whatnot, um, right. yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, colorful, super powered teams in helmets and suits and spandex that summon their giant mecha or grow into giants themselves or what have you so it's a lot of fun yeah (laughs) (laughs) quite a long legacy and yeah yeah Yeah. and just real quick in chronological order the american shows are vr troopers superhuman samurai cyber squad tattooed teenage alien fighters from beverly hills masked rider power rangers zeo 
Beetleborg's Metallics, Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation, and Mystic Knights of Tirnanog. Before we start, Gensho, I just want to know like your history briefly with Tokusatsu, the, the genre, the this you know world of of media. Where where was your entry point, and how close were you to any of these shows that we're going to talk about? Oh man, uh, loaded question. Love it. Uh, I can just go right through. So I got my background here for the Zoom, uh, Turbo Ranger. And that was like early 90s. And that was my first kind of, you know, five kids turning into superhero type thing. And I came into that just knowing when I first experienced that, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I didn't realize as a child, like slowly, it's like, oh, this is like a generational thing that this happens every few years. They swap in and out you know, essentially a new skin, so to speak, new theme. Mm -hmm. So that blew me away. And then I started uh, going to school in England, early 90s. And uh, Power Rangers, obviously an American thing, had just started at that time. And so they are making a show based on whatever that... And in Japan, I think it was called Ju-Ranger, like Z-Y-U. And it was uh, dinosaur-themed. And mm-hmm. that was Mighty Morphin. Right? And that was Mighty Morphin. And, and like that, I, I remember as a child just not understanding what the hell was going on because I understood <laughs> the Japanese side. And then it just continued to confuse me. Be- and again, I'm a child at the point, right? But like I'm seeing the Japanese footage, which I can make sense of. And then these new American characters are kind of like, and of course I had no one to talk to about this. So I'm just like going. <laughs> Are you guys seeing this? Because <laughs> like, there's a clear cut where that was some old ass footage, like Japanese, and then I this looks new and fresh, but they're wearing the same thing, and I don't know what the hell's going on, and I'm apparently crazy. So, so that was my experience initially as a child. Um, uh, it was a trip rewatching a lot of these um, Ninja Turtles. I didn't see uh, as a kid. Uh, like, like I saw one or two of the films, but I didn't even know th- about this show mm-hmm. uh, with the fifth turtle, even. So that was kind of a trip. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, uh, yeah, just I, uh, Gridman. No joke was definitely up there for me. I, I, I mm. grew up with that, watching the Japanese Gridman. Uh, he had a oh, yeah. sick thing. I remember even like right drawing, uh, just my own just little doodle of Gridman as a kid. Nice. So I think that one, B Fighter Kabuto, was also uh, it was a trip seeing just like that, like that main guy dude watching that in Japanese because mm. I was like, oh wow, like it's all it's all coming <laughs> back. Mars Rider is also like Ultraman. Is also like Power Rangers where they just you had the original OG guy from the seventies. Yeah, exactly. So whatever we watched was the latest incarnation of that. VR yeah. Troopers, ironically, I remember from the American side of things, because oh, okay. a hell of a theme song, and uh, <laughs> you know, you know, really, really set virtual reality. Uh, <laughs> it was hot, and, man. Yeah. Virtual reality. Yeah. And then I'll be honest, Tattooed Teenage and Mystic Knights, complete noob. Tattooed Teenage, I, it rings us, it rang a slight bell because of the theme song. But, mm-hmm. but just, again, I'm surprised that no one was suing when Tattooed Teenage. It's like, <laughs> like you don't even have, like, like now you're just doing it without the luxury of, uh, the Japanese content. So now it's just like, oh, okay, people in spandex. No, 
<laughs> a real mythology I'm feeling here. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but very curious. Yeah, yeah. That's good to know. Now that we've gotten a, a sense of like your tastes and yeah. um, mm-hmm. where you're where are you coming at, coming yeah. at you were from there, your childhood, you were there from the beginning, man. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's this is why this is like again you, the alchemy the universe is saying we we're meant to do this. This is <laughs> very excited. <laughs> All right. So for this first round, we have four different uh, conferences, you could say, uh, and we'll just go conference at one conference at a time. And first up is the Legacy Conference, Oof. which includes Power Rangers Zio and Ninja Turtles: The Next Mutation. So Legacy, as in these are the characters that most listeners are going to have have heard of: Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles. Right. And folks, I wish you could see what I'm seeing right now uh, <laughs> as we screen share on Zoom. Cam has set up like awesome uh, sports center style graphics. For oh, it gets better. Matchups. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, first up, let's talk about Power Rangers Zeo because basically this is the the namesake of, of Morph Madness. You know, morph morphing comes from Power Rangers, Morphin rather. <laughs> yeah. Get so right. here for you guys, a collage. Oh of- wow. Uh, Power Rangers Zio, or as they call it in Japan, Power Rangers Zio is essentially season four of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but it was like a total rebrand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a new name, Power Rangers Zio, Zio being the crystals that they go and find to get their new powers. And it was based on this, you know, the next season of, of Super Sentai, the original series. But yeah, basically they they have all new suits, all new Zords, the the big mecha that they drive around. They combine into the Megazord. I guess I should talk about O Ranger first, the the original Japanese show, which was just an all new team. Because I, I think in Japan, the Super Sentai teams mostly it's kind of a new team every single season, right? Pretty much. I think it was just the one one year, right? It was like a yeah. annual. So so uh, it was just the serialized nature of, of of the American side of things. Of like you know yeah. like if it, if we were following Japan, like yeah, Tommy's one and done, you know. But he's yeah. like one of the longest yeah. running. And I'm That's seeing kind of... I'm seeing here on the image like yeah uh, m- mini spoiler. Uh, I guess what the the Black Ranger, the the O Ranger, the. the the, yeah, he yep. is, he was Red Ranger, right? Yeah, he was the original. So yeah, Jason, the original Red Ranger, eventually comes back to become the Gold Ranger, who was in the episode that we watched. Oh my god! I totally thought that was Billy. I totally thought that was Billy. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he leaves. He's he's clearly like I want I want a piece of the action. I wish I was in it. And then yeah. he he left, and then totally thought it was him because he was super unsubtle as well. It's like, oh, you were not here when he was here. Okay. Well, that's the which thing makes about it the even Power worse. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it makes it even worse that Billy was like so bummed that he's not part of the action. It was like, I know, man. Like even Tommy's like. I know, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then it's Jason. Like that's so messed up. It's like, oh, okay. Well, so, it, it actually isn't Jason at first. It's actually oh. this this guy. This actually three people. These three guys who, I guess they're one guy. Is Trey of Triforia. <laughs> He's from another planet. He's like this alien dude who splits into three people and then combines into one to become the Gold Ranger. And then he like passes his power to it. Like he needs to pass his power for some reason, and then he gives it to Jason. Yeah, we're we're already too deep in the weeds for the listeners, I'm, I'm sure. But. <laughs> yeah. So O Rangers, their their powers come from um, Mesopotamia, essentially. Like every all their Zords and their <laughs> what costumes are. Oh, this are is the Japanese, on, like, right? This yeah, is, yeah. Like uh-huh. ancient oh, okay. cultures, yeah. like like uh, 
Pan- Panagia, is that what it was Pangea, called? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pangea, I guess, yeah. And and O in Japanese means king. Okay. Yeah, that's why king uh, Ranger, yeah, the, yeah. the gold, uh, what was it? Is it Gold Ranger? What's what's the special? Yeah, in, in America, it was Gold Ranger, but I think he's Black Ranger in so So the O-Ranger. three, the three that, that like emblem on his helmet, yeah. that is the character for O. Which is the character for King. King. So it's just okay. baked in there. The three that's lines cool. connected. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's something I liked when I was a kid was like the, so it's like Zero Ranger one, two, three, four, and five. And yeah. then Gold Ranger is six. Yeah. And I like that like each Ranger has like st- the, the five, Ranger five is a five pointed star. And then the, the fourth one is the rectangle, which has four sides. Like I kind of liked the geometry of. <laughs> Of the costumes there. The Zords are cool. Well, I feel like the Zords are kind of cool. Some of them were sort of like, like the Sphinx is cool. The Taurus bull is cool. But then like the, the girls get, the girls get kind of shafted. They, they oh, yeah. get like statues. Like, so one of them is based on like the Easter Island statue. Right, right, right. And then the oh. other is, uh, I think it's called the Dogu, a Japanese. It's another statue, statue. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's another statue. And they, they get, they have to be pulled by the other Zords, like with chains. <laughs> They're like toad. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that's, real, that's real pretty... meta commentary on the patriarchy right there. That's, yeah. that's pretty lame. If you ask yeah, me, yeah, that yeah. was just less, less exciting, but I, I didn't know those were modeled after regular statues. Cause to me, they just look like Daleks at first. <laughs> yeah. But I like the, I like the costumes. I thought the rebrand was cool at the time. Oh, and, the, and Gold Ranger's Zord is like a giant pyramid. <laughs> yeah, that's which, oh, yeah which illuminati which i almost feel like it's cool in, in that it's like mythic and epic and cool but like it's also just a big stationary thing <laughs> <laughs> and that's not as cool as like a giant dinosaur you know but apparently it does like transform and become kind of a big square guy i i, I love shoots cannons <laughs> i just love the trope like even even power rangers yeah. uh even the original Right. It was always the sixth dude c- comes in with yeah. like tank, tank type, right. tank level, never <laughs> finesse. It's just this, oh, I've got the new kid and comes in. Yeah. Right. Re- the Green Ranger strength. had like a massive, almost a brontosaurus or something. It was just this massive thing. And it's just like, yeah, he, oh, had a, okay. he had the dragon, but then the, the, the brontosaurus belonged to nobody. That was just for the ultra zord. Oh, but, in, but here, but here it's like the biggest one is the, yeah, is number six, the sixth ranger. Yeah. yeah. I love that the the three guys you were telling about in the American one, where it's just like, why do you all suspiciously look like Lee Pace? I don't know, but, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it, it was cool at the time. I I, I was into Zio. I, I was still on the Power Rangers uh, train at this point, season four. It wasn't until the the next season, Turbo, not to be confused with Turbo Ranger that you were talking about, Gensho. Right. This was later. I think it's Car Ranger. I want to say. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because Turbo Ranger, yeah, sadly, like, it's almost like, and and of course, it, it, it's the, the Japanese footage is going to get more and more dated, but really, it's just everything after Drew Ranger. Anything before, uh, not going to happen, right? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. So Turbo, I believe, yeah, so we was never the got last Turbo one. Ranger. Yeah, 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 that was the last one. So it was just this bizarre, perfect timing because I started my Western education right after Turbo. Hmm. I'm seeing Mighty Morphin, and I'm like, wait, what's going on here? And there you go. Yeah. We also got some bad guys. Uh, King Mondo in the English version. He's like a big machine empire. Him and his oh, yeah. machine family and robot goons that fight the Power Rangers every episode. So 
I guess we can talk about the episode. What did, what did you guys think of your respective episodes? Oh, another thing we should note is that we all watched them differently. So Eric only watched the American adaptations and mm-hmm. the American versions. Gensho watched the Japanese ones, right? I, I did. I only, I actually watched a couple of the American versions on top. So this one, okay. I actually did okay. watch both and it was interesting to just see like, you know, the differences, uh, <laughs> and, and my God, the acting, I mean, it's something else. It's something. And I, I've watched it all. I've watched, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. both versions of all things. So we're all kind of coming at this from a slightly different perspective, but I, I'm into both of them because I, I still, I'm still on the power Rangers train, as I said, and the nostalgia for me just, you know, I like it. I like that we still have the, the command center with Zordon and, um, I like that it's become like a Power Ranger museum down there. Like, yeah. there's like the old suits in the background, like it's the Batcave or something. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I saw that. Saw that too. Yeah, the continuity <laughs> really does help. I I feel like I'm in this, the same boat where it's like, I I can I can. It's more palatable because I am familiar with Mighty Morphin, and this has got yeah. several of the same people there, including like yeah. Billy, who's just who's there, out Zordoning Zordon almost. <laughs> Alpha was okay. certainly there. Ay ay ay. But you know, like in, in the broad strokes, it's it's the Power Rangers. Like you know, you know how it yeah. goes. And yeah, um, stacking the deck a little bit, I think, for the bracket purposes, by giving us the Gold Ranger episode because it is it does feel pretty epic. And yeah. Well, I so I tried to so with my choosing of all these episodes, I tried to kind of give you like the best of each show. Yeah. And so I feel like this is like the you got to see it all. You got to see the Gold Ranger. Right. And, you know, you get, you get the ground battle, you get, and then you get the giant transformation and, you know, bing, bang, boom. That's Power Rangers, baby. So a fun thing that you missed, Eric, in the American version is (laughs) this sexy lady monster. (laughs) Very inappropriate. I understand why they cut it for uh, American audiences, but there's this like, this like voluptuous, it's dominatrix Dom- monster. No, dominatrix monster it's ridiculous she she's i'll be just bold and say she's not all that in her traditional human japanese form and then she suddenly just gets the biggest badonkadonk she's whipping left right and so- i mean she's got a whip in human form too but yeah. it is just like wait what she, sh- she shoots beams from her boobs yeah yeah <laughs> it's full-on like live action anime at this point uh, <laughs> there's stuff like that in the japanese stuff that i'm actually like man this is this kind of isn't really for kids like it's not a one-to-one ratio it's like in america it's for like five-year-olds but i feel like it's a little aged up in in japan it and... went it went full cronenberg carpenter in in the <laughs> japanese episode because our boy gold ranger they they basically uh corrupt him and turn him mm-hmm. into a monster right. so he's like implied that he's actually underneath and like yeah you know yeah. become a monster i'm like this is a uh advanced <laughs> for kids but b also just terrifying absolutely terrifying yeah and of course they're not going to fight their own friend you know so it was yeah. it was bold bold storytelling it's also interesting in in actually a lot of these japanese shows is in instead of like you know it's some alien that came down to earth and like gave these teens the powers. It's like a lot of it. It's like government sanctioned superhero teams. Like they, like the government kind of stumbles upon this power from ancient times and like infuses that power into giant mecha that they've built. And they choose five people that are like capable of handling it to, to be the, the O Rangers. And then the sixth Ranger, the girl, the, 
I guess Black Ranger or Gold Ranger is like an actual kid or like a teen from from those ancient times that got like I, I didn't who's, watch who's, who's, how he got there. Who's but... perfectly Japanese? So there's yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's from the ancient he, times. Looks Japanese, speaks perfect Japanese, but was <laughs> yeah. So you know some pretty major differences, but still a lot of fun in both versions. I thought I don't know. I, I'm a big fan. It's uh, it's wholesome Power Rangers goodness, the American version at least. <laughs> Sans the dominatrix monster. It was fun. It was super fun. Yeah, it's your it's just your classic upgraded Power Rangers. All right. So next in the Legacy Conference, Ninja Turtles: The Next Mutation. Oh baby. Which doesn't have a Japanese title, but if they did, it would be Ninja Turtles: Saranaru Tenka. Yeah, this was '97. Oh wow. I should mention Zio was in 96. O-Ranger was 95. Usually Power Rangers was like one year after the curve. Uh, but Ninja Turtles has no Japanese origin. It's just uh, Ninja Turtles with kind of the coat of paint of tokusatsu. <laughs> it's actually probably the least tokusatsu thing that we watched for this discussion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's still got like bad costumes. And they do cross over with the Power Rangers in space, which was a couple seasons after zio so i feel like like it was meant to be in the shared universe of of the tokusatsu <laughs> realm people in suits superheroes in suits yeah you know, fighting more suited monsters and it's infamous for introducing the fifth turtle Ooh. a lady turtle venus de milo <laughs> which is kind of messed up because that's a work of art and not an go. artist there you go. like the rest of them and her origin is that she was separated from the from the four other turtles when they got mutated and floated down to Chinatown, where she was raised by like Chinese mystics. So she knows Chinese magic, and that bothers me <laughs> because I feel like you know conflating Japanese culture and Chinese culture isn't right. <laughs> it's tokenist as f, and then like I love the throwaway line. It was like. Oh, yeah, 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 you were in the jar with us. Yeah, totally. Like, what? (laughs) Like, I don't mind, I don't mind a fifth turtle. It's just, like, I don't mind this origin of, of, you know, she got separated, long lost sister, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot of the, the elements around it that, that bother me. Mm -hmm. Um, instead of the shredder and the foot clan, we get, uh, the dragon lord is the main villain of the show. Mm -hmm. And he's sort of, more in line with Venus and the Chinese mysticism. The big thing in the show is the dream realm. Or the, what is it called? The Oh, yeah. Dream world, which is kind of like a bad CGI dimension, astral plane, that they go and have adventures in. It looks like Spawn. It's like real bad. <laughs> <laughs> 1997 graphics. Um, but yeah, even at, even at 10 years old, I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to say, like, Lore problems aside, I was actually quite entertained by this. I have, <laughs> I have to admit, like, yeah, I, I actually, I appreciate that it has an actual sense of humor. Like, you know, a lot of these shows, the acting style is something you just have to kind of accept. Like, the, and the <laughs> writing is something you just kind of have to accept as as like a conduit to get to these cool battle scenes. You know, this mm-hmm. reappropriated footage from Japan, but. There's actual jokes in this, and I I really appreciated that. I liked one where things that are actually funny, like, you know, we've been training to be ninjas since the day we were contaminated, which <laughs> got a, an LOL from me. 
Um, and the dragon. Okay, so if I'm understanding it correctly, Dragon Lord, his goal is to eat the turtles. Like that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Right. Like talk about dramatic <laughs> stakes. Holy cow! It's not just some like amorphous like I'm just your nemesis and I'm fighting you. He's like no, I want to consume you. Like that's yeah. I'm gonna catch you. I mean, you he's probably you. take he he probably thinks of it as like a just the best bowl of total soup. Like uh, <laughs> yeah. he's yeah, he's, he's, he's a, like a he, he's a foodie. He's a, he's a He's a connoisseur, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I thought, you know, seeing a lot of these shows, like the fight scenes kind of can be a little repetitive ac- across the shows even. But this actually, this episode that we watched, it, you know, it was a little novel. And it was like definitely on brand for the Ninja Turtles being comedic and kind of a little wacky and fun. And that made it stand out to me. Yeah, that's fair. There were there were some jokes I I didn't mind, like... I kind of like the running gag of Michelangelo's like stoner food. <laughs> yeah. Combinations like uh jellyfish stroganoff, everyone was grossed out by and then <laughs> something's offered to him and he's like, "I'll stick with my peanut butter weenie." <laughs> but no pizza. Come on. Like, where's the pizza? Oh yeah. I I feel like they just like they switched out pizza for weird food. Stoner food. Which is fine. That that fits Mike Michelangelo, but I don't know. I was missing pizza, personally. It, this 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 show felt. It's what I fear Marvel will end up being. I mean, granted, probably forty years from now because they got mm. plenty in the tank. But <laughs> where you're just kind of okay. You, you, yeah, they look like turtles, and certainly some of them act like turtles, but increasingly unfamiliar things <laughs> so i'm, I'm mean, trying to grasp at it but yeah i feel like some of the turtles themselves felt really unfamiliar like leonardo i, I don't even know what they were going for i feel like they didn't know how to characterize him so he was just kind of like this dumb weirdo i don't like i i did not like leonardo i thought donatello was okay Raphael seemed like an old man and I don't know. It's just like the characterization of, of all the turtles seemed really off. <laughs> I, I thought they were fine. I especially, I thought there was a great Donatello moment when he like goes off into, you know, a very uh, voc- vocab dense explanation about their mm. like inner state and like why, like they're, they're, why they're rebelling, why they're all kind of ornery. And like he yeah. gets to the end of his pseudo, uh, pseudo psychological diagnosis and they're just like ah can it <laughs> yeah, oh yeah 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 i let no i did i, I thought donatello was the best of the of the of the bunch michael's a I actually party don't dude. mind venus venus as a character i don't i don't really mind yeah like, and she was giving she's me pretty good, capable yeah like, she's giving she, me she's good more capable than the rest of them everyone else is a goof off <laughs> yeah yeah she does the cool magic and but she also has that funny kid you know fish out of water thing that that's hilarious yeah. for children because you haven't seen that a right. million times yet you're being like babies who are crying <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i think also the um the title sequence did a lot for me uh you have some of the images here on this collage camp but look at this yeah. incredibly wacky universe i look is that dr <laughs> zayas like what is going uh, on yes. here <laughs> it's dr oh, yeah. zayas surrounded by dick tracy i mean that's for really like, like, yeah. i don't yeah, know there, what the hell is going on it's yeah amazing. there's like an ape gangster is one of the villains that <laughs> reoccurs Come on. um shredder does show up i think i think shredder and the foot clan are defeated in this show so you know it it might be you know it might be kind of like this bullshit world like when you examine the lore but at least it's like a distinct one like wait, there's yeah. so many of these shows that just take place in the same quarries and the same fields <laughs> same yeah. Yeah, so. 
that's all that's all i'm saying you know <laughs> we need we deserve better quarries let's be honest this is it's just getting out of hand oh that's shredder all I'm saying. is now shredded <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so are we ready to face them off zeo versus turtles yeah sure yeah well first of all who do you think would win that physical fight this doesn't have to factor into the the oh. vote but I'm just curious, like, who would win this actual fight? So so the Turtles would until the Mechas show up. Yeah, I, I would think, like, the best version of the Turtles, which is not not Next Mutation, could maybe take the Power Rangers, uh, even with swords. I feel like Donatello is smart. They have, all, they have a bunch of, like, vehicles and gadgets, and they're crafty. I mean, I granted, I consumed all of this today, to be honest. And... Uh, <laughs> and Man, Power Rangers in general, damn, do they, all five of them, they, every single one, they just know how to do flips against yeah. explosions, you know? I mean, it's just, <laughs> like, it's just, it's amazing. But I do think that the Zeo Megazord would just stomp these Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Unless Venus de Milo uses her magic to levitate <laughs> the Megazord. Can she levitate something that big? Uh, yeah, probably not. We also have the, the Pyramidus Zord. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I just like to imagine selling that toy to children. Here you go, kids. It's just a big shape. That's what I'm saying. I feel like, like, as a kid, I was underwhelmed. It's a paperweight. I can't play with that. (laughs) Just put it on that. Put it on that. That's, that's actually a good idea again, show for some merch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Etsy. It's great. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I like, I like our ranger and Zio more than this show. Uh, I think Zio Ranger wins for me. And that's what gets my vote. And I'm going to cast the first vote in this bracket right cast here. Cast it. Use your voice <laughs> in this morph madness. Don't, yeah, don't be intimidated by, by the, the, the thugs who are going to come after you on this one. <laughs> what about you guys? I'm going to have to go with O-Ranger on this one. And that'll win it. But Eric, yeah. well, are I you going to throw Ninja Turtles a vote? This is, this is set up to be like the Duke versus, you know, Southwest <laughs> Texas State matchup. <laughs> <laughs> But I always, I love an underdog and yeah, honestly, like I said, Turtles is at least like this kind of like hinting at this really wacky new world that like, I don't quite understand and mm-hmm. know yet. Whereas Zio is like, I, I know this, this is pretty much like the Power Rangers, yeah. but without, uh, four of the characters that I actually want to see. And like, <laughs> like I, I can only get so much out of that. So I'm going with next mutation. I love it. I love it. That's fair. And uh, you know, respect. I, I will say Next Mutation is not my least favorite thing that we watched. It's not even like the second to least favorite thing that I watched. So I, I understand. Oh, also real quick before we move on. Speaking of Ninja Turtles versus Power Rangers. Yes. A, a much better version of that fight is actually one of the more recent comics, comic storylines, uh, where it's Mighty Morphin and, you know, just your your normal four turtles. And <laughs> it's amazing because they switch powers and the turtles get to become Power Rangers. Oh. They, get, they get to become suited Power Rangers with Zords. And Donatello even like upgrades the Megazord. So it's like a metalhead Megazord. Oh, and dude. it's the fucking coolest thing ever. <laughs> highly huge. recommend Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Ninja Turtles crossover comic book. Anyways, next we got the Creepy Crawly Conference. Masked Rider versus Beetleborg's Metallics. Two insect-themed uh, heroes. First up, Masked Rider, also known as Common Rider Black RX. Common Rider. 
ブラック RX Where to start? Okay, so Common Rider Black RX was an older show. This was 1989, so it, it was adapted some years after. It was in 95 when they finally brought it to America. Again, Common Rider, a long running tokusatsu show.、Uh, this was basically like season nine of Common Rider, and he's basically just a kind of a grasshopper looking superhero who rides a motor- talking motorcycle and talking car and has a lightsaber. And just fights alien bad guys. And then Mast Rider was actually, they kind of shoehorned that into a Power Rangers spinoff. Power Rangers season three introduced Mast Rider. And he was like some teen prince from an alien planet,、uh, called Edenoi. And he comes down and helps them and then spins off onto his own show where he gets adopted by like foster parents and goes to high school and has, you know, High school shenanigans, and he's got like an alien Furby sidekick friend, <laughs> uh, Furbus. Actually, this is like a couple years before yeah, Furby. It predates the it, Furby, but it's,、wow. it's quite uncanny. And it's <laughs> suspiciously Furby like. Yeah. I mean, could that, have been, could that, have been the original plan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy they used in the American one, <laughs> it's a, I, I, I caught the credits. I, I actually watched that one too, the full one of that, yeah, but yeah. The, the credit sequence. And, and, and they,、yes. they let that slide. I mean, the guy looks like he's on、Stoned. some kind of methadone, some kind of serious <laughs> hard drugs. And, uh, he's the master writer. So that's, that's, that was my、yeah. takeaway. It's a big contrast because I did, I didn't watch any of the Japanese episodes, but I did watch all the intros because Camp put together a little video playlist of them. And、oh, yeah. the Masked Rider intro is so awesome, and it feels、yeah. like the <laughs> feels like the opening to like an indie film, just like one、yeah. guy, lonely guy riding his motorcycle down the road. <laughs> yeah, the, the the score is so cool. The song、oh, is really awesome. It it's is like, awesome. It's almost like this late eighties like industrial leaning music. It's Eric's so just、fun. got the biggest case of like, where's it's bait and switch? Where, where, I want that. Where's my indie <laughs>、yeah. movie? I'm getting、exactly. stoner dude in high school. What is happening? <laughs> that's how I feel. That's how I feel having watched the Japanese stuff. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I had like the diet version of all this amazing stuff yeah, yeah, when I yeah, was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's crazy. <laughs> and then he basically, Master Rider has a different, you know, He changes his thing and then I guess he himself changes the suit, I guess, right? That's the kind of. Yeah. In, in the episode we watched, he, he get, or in the American version at least, he gets like an upgrade, um, into super gold, which is like a new suit. And, and I think, like, I think he's got like a couple, a couple different suits across the series, but there's a picture right here that, that has like all the suits next to each other. So I think like eventually he gets friends that, Constitute some kind of masked rider team, but that's nice. I don't know if that happens in the American. I didn't dive deep enough into the masked rider mythology, but、uh, it's pretty cool. I, th- I thought that、um, on the on the Japanese side, it was like a little more of a straightforward, like less humorous than some of the other shows. And you know, that's fine. I feel like I, I like the humor, but I'm also like into the badass. Oh, and this was this was the sh- Shadow Moon, right? This was that one, yes, yeah. So, yeah, so.、Oof. Heavy Kojima and, vibes here. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. yeah in, in the Japanese one, it's like a, a, a friend he thought to be dead comes back as like a rival rider that he fights. And in Masked Rider, it's like his friend from his home planet that gets 
turned into a bad guy by the bad guys like they brainwashed into fighting it's winter soldier meets you know it's it's great it's meets uh cyborg ninja from metal gear solid it's got all the (laughs) hallmarks of of just epic storytelling you know i can't i can't i can't find my friend you know a lot of (laughs) that good stuff what is what does he say i don't remember who i am (laughs) yeah one of the quotes that i wrote down It's 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 heavy stuff. Meanwhile, you know, I guess the other version is just getting blazed in high school. I don't. <laughs> and then he has to turn into super gold. Yeah, in order to like bring him back. It's just it's just another metaphor for drugs, isn't it? Hey, man, I need the super gold <laughs> to get me through. I mean, yeah. I, I, speaking from just the experience of the American version, I don't think I ever watched this as a kid. I don't think I was aware of it at all. But it's mm. a lot right <laughs> like they're from, they're, it's like it, it, they pack a lot into that voiceover from in the opening credits where it's just like alien refugees talking motorcycle the the villains but there's a million of them and they're all together on the same ship and it's like what and like a lot of these shows they try to make it like it's a regular person or they're in you know they're part of a regular family as a way to ground it and i gotta say it works like as much as it's interesting to see the um, Japanese version. I think as an American viewer, like they knew what they were doing. They knew it would appeal to the the market they were trying to to make this for. And like I couldn't help but think of like classic sitcoms, or if you want to call them classic, I was thinking about Alf specifically. Oh yeah, like with with like this family that has an alien living among them, but they're like mm-hmm. you know trying to teach him their human ways. While like you know keeping his identity a secret, and you know it's it's a very nice sitcom premise. It's just layered beneath this awesome tokusatsu action show, <laughs> and they did that so many times in the '90s. And it's just like, wow, it must have worked. And, 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 and then ultimately perfected it with Kyle XY. <laughs> wow, now that's one bringing back blast from the past. Yeah, so like. I, I have no doubt that yeah the Japanese versions of these are all probably way more interesting and entertaining and like way less cheesy because mm-hmm. they're for a slightly older audience. But there's a kind of comfort I think in those sitcom trappings, or at least it, it makes it interesting in a different way. It's like why do why are these two flavors going together? You know, I see that. I I don't love the kind of just generic mythology of of the American version here. It's just like. Here's a kind of a vague planet where they all just wear like monk robes and they have <laughs> jewels in their heads. And here's some generic crystals that supply the power. I, I, I don't know. It, it all feels just kind of like not that s- distinct. Mm-hmm. The original stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was a bizarre mythology to begin with. I think even as a kid, I was like, this is kind of intense. Cause like, I forget what the very first master writer, if he was law enforcement or if he was a stuntman or whatnot but either way i just remember he got freaking experimented on uh Mm. by the bad guys as i think he was it was one of those like oh almost like a hellboy kind of vibe like all right we're gonna he's gonna be you know he'll be our first you know kind of cyber soldier type and then i think he busts out and becomes a force of good and and then just Mm. subsequent Master Raiders, yeah, same shtick. But yeah, I mean, these guys are cyborgs, essentially. And I think, uh, I can't speak for the versions we watch, but just, I always remember 
the original stuff, I mean, the original stuff was way before my time because I think the heyday was like the 70s, but I still remember it ultimately being essentially a messed up kind of take on Frankenstein, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but more on the monster as opposed to like the doctor or anything. Um, so these, these, these men or heroes are, yeah, essentially experiments, uh, mm. gone wrong or right. Yeah. I kind of agree with you, Cam, too, about like the blandness of the premise. It's just like, I, I had the same feeling of like, I kept waiting for it to go get into another gear. And without those elements that like you've been describing from the, the Japanese plot line, it's like, it's a lot more muddled and just not as interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just a brainwashed, two brainwashed friends, like sort of fighting barely. And then I guess he turns into super gold and like he rides a motorcycle. He doesn't even get in the car, which was a disappointment. Yeah. That, that probably my fault for not picking an episode where he <laughs> uses the car. I was sad to not see that, but I did, I did do some research and, and this was like one of the better or like a lot of, a lot of web, a lot of lists said this was the best episode of the show. So I was like, okay, let's do this one. Interesting. <laughs> but yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Pretty awesome score though for the American version. I have to say like they, a lot of these shows would go with like that MMPR aesthetic with the, you know, rock guitar solos and stuff, but this had a very yeah. like epic and orchestral score, which was quite unique. <laughs> The uh, the theme song is pretty good. Mast Rider. <laughs> That's a traditional chant from Mast Rider's home planet. <laughs> Rider. Rider. Excuse me. It's pronounced Rider. <laughs> we can talk about the competitor now. Yeah, who's on yeah. the other side of this matchup? All right. So the the other insectoid team in this battle of the bugs is Beetleborg's Metallics, or as it was called in Japan, B Fighter. And we should note that this is the second season of Big Bad Beetleborgs, which we've actually talked about in a previous episode of this show, mm-hmm. um, one of our Halloween weenathons. And I feel like that, well, that one episode is enough. <laughs> so I felt I felt some I felt that I could take the liberty to talk about season two. But yeah, so B Fighter Kabuto was uh, part of a long running series called the metal hero series but those are less connected it seems like or you know kind of like the super sentai thing like a new a new team every season yeah reboot and the b fighters this is like season two of a b fighter series but they're beetle themed Uh, again it's like government sanctioned three teens or are they teens i they feel like teens but yeah In, in japan you mean yeah, yeah. Yeah, ambiguous. The bad guy is a Triceratops man. <laughs> Ooh. With, you know, and, and he and he's in he's in Beetleborg's Metallics as well. But uh oh, they, they I, I did watch the pilot of the, of this episode and in addition to the episode we watched, which was episode 4, and it kind of shows the origin is an awesome bug alien that wasn't in this episode. He's like a wise old sage who comes who's from like ancient times or something. Uh so, you know, it's like this ancient bug power that <laughs> that they have wrangled into zords and yeah. that is, metal suits. That is so fascinating. <laughs> like I think it also points to cultural differences because Japan is a much yeah. much older culture than the United States. Like mm-hmm. you can have a lot more of that in your media and like it's it's more of a trope there. Like if you start trying to talk yeah. about history in anything that's supposed to be like fun and entertaining yeah. America is yeah. like no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so America's answer to that uh, in the in Beetle in Big Bad Beetleborgs uh, was that 
these kids are big fans of this comic book called Big Bad Beetleborgs, and they stumble upon a haunted house with a <laughs> clown ghost who grants them wishes. Wow! And they wished they wish to become their comic book heroes, Big Bad Beetleborgs, which also brings out all the villains from that comic oh. book. You know, so now they have to like constantly fight these villains. It's very, it's very R.L. Stein. <laughs> In, yeah, in, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is very heavily influenced by Goosebumps. Clown. And I was, in, I was into Beetleborgs when it came out. Uh, you know, I was a comic book kid. I was, I, I got behind the wish fulfillment of wanting to be your favorite superhero. So, mm-hmm. I was into that part. And you know, the, also in the haunted house, there are a bunch of other monsters like the mummy and a, a wolfman and a vampire and a Frankenstein mm-hmm. guy. In season two, they actually introduced this weird Jawa. <laughs> In the haunted house, I don't know what he's or she is supposed to be, oh. but just like a little hooded, some sort of like glowy-eyed wraith. Yeah, some sort just of wraith. Nice, or... Just a nice why not? Just a nice why not? <laughs> kind of banshee, maybe. But yeah, these these kids are friends with like um, a comic book artist who can draw things that become real. The artist also has a brother artist who's working for the who's bad evil. guys to design the monsters. <laughs> yeah, so it's like these rival brothers, rival comic book artist brothers, supplying the arsenals for the two respective sides which is weird which is <laughs> which is actually i think a legitimately cool idea like these it's fun dueling I, cartoonists. Yeah, I don't i don't dislike the concept well i think the tone is a little like too wacky at times yeah um, <laughs> let me just say let me just say here's what i hate about bl forks yeah. a lot of a lot of uh complaints probably carried over from the other time we watched it but like yeah yeah they people in here they don't just chew scenery like they chomp on it like a Vegas buffet. It's like <laughs> it is overacting to the max, and that's saying a lot Whoa. when we're talking about big old Christmas hams. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about American tokusatsu. That's quite a high bar to like be the hammiest, yeah. right? <laughs> I I did appreciate the network reference <laughs> from Flabber the ghost. I guess, but it but it was also like with a military theme. Like this is this is what yeah, pisses me off about strange. like kids shows. Like they think kids are stupid and they like you don't have to try and yeah, make it yeah. make sense and any anything going on with flabber who is the clown ghost as you so aptly described him i <laughs> i like to think of him as a cross between jay leno and liberace which is just as disturbing as it sounds so 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 jay leno <laughs> <laughs> but um like just a lot of the little details just like are so like this is the obnoxious humor but then the, all the little details irk me like I do not like the the kids are too young. I don't like those little kid voices coming out of like the transformed beetle like warriors. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like this this like badass beetle warrior, and then it's like a little kid voice. <laughs> like, yeah. So watching the B Fighter Kabuto, B Fighter Kabuto the fucking rocks. By the way, thank like, you, <laughs> thank you, because I totally feel your pain, Eric. I'm looking at these images and going like, what the fuck is this show? This is nothing. <laughs> Because I'm, I have a nostalgia yeah. trip with B Fighter Kabuto because, like, I actually remember watching it as a kid <laughs> in Japan and being like, "Oh yeah!" And so, like, and and uh, this one may have been the last one where I watched both, I think, American and Japanese. But like the 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 Japanese one, great little theme, uh, uh, at least within the episode regarding teamwork and yeah. like the main guy is almost like a super almost like a young version of Peter Quill, you know, he's just like kind of a goofball with the, with mm-hmm. the just clueless, but is technically the alpha. And I love the idea that these little, uh, the gadgets chose them. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what the the thing is. And so you've got in the backstory of this episode that we watched, the the number two guy you find out had trained to become the alpha dog. And when the machine, uh, the gadget chose him uh, to be the number two and the strategic, you know, battle plan guy, he was like, "What the fuck? Like, I trained my life for this shit." Mm-hmm. And then and then so the course of the episode is him understanding his place in the team and they're like oh you know what my strengths are my strengths and he was meant to be that guy and i'm meant to be this guy and i don't know it was just like a really beautiful kind of thematic thing uh that i can totally tell was not even touched on the american <laughs> one <laughs> i'm no you don't i'm so happy to hear that like there's you know, an actual story <laughs> yeah yeah i'll give you i'll give you random uh trivia as well so kabuto uh in japanese uh Kabuto is typically helmet. It's the, it's pretty much what every samurai wears, Kabuto. Mm. It's famously why Darth Vader has that helmet. It was modeled after samurai helmets. Mm. Kabuto Mushi is, uh, Mushi means bug. Kabuto Mushi implies like helmet bug. It's what we call beetles. And mm. that's why it's B Fighter Kabuto. Oh, when they so look like clever. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you have it. Nice. So if you do end up being swayed, just remember you're giving a point to the Japanese version, well, not whatever very, the hell well, is going on. Yeah. I am also feeling there's a, there's a theme, a, a rather dark theme ari- arising here of what America yeah. does to like <laughs> cultures that are not its own. Like <laughs> you were just like, wait a second, I wanted the dank OG stuff, not are you afraid of the dark Jawas with, with Jay Leno clowns? Like, it's true. So it's like, it's like you're taking you're taking something from its original in its original context as you're describing it it's very it's layered it's it you know more intelligent there's actual like something mm-hmm. going on there and then you just there's like environmental messages yeah. there's yeah. but then you chop it up and you intersperse it with just the most obnoxious silly shit and like pass it off as like this is culture and it, it like yeah you know, some kids may not know where the the action footage comes from, but but others are gonna like associate it like, oh, it's Japan, it's wacky, like it's kind of the problem we already have in America with Japanese culture is like it's looked at as oftentimes very just like bizarre and strange and exotic, and it's like no, if you showed a Japanese person Big Bad Beetleborgs, be like, who are these fucking crazy <laughs> people? <laughs> <laughs> also, just like I still can't get over. Liberace Leno. I mean, just like, why are you dressed up? You say clown. I see like gross attempts at kabuki, you know, just like, oh man, that's such a good face, you know, like, and I'm just like, what are you guys doing? And there's, I don't think there's, there's no drug that works with this, you know, uh, whether to create it or to consume it in a healthy way. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't think I could dislike Flabber anymore, but you have helped me see the racist caricature <laughs> angle that they're playing there too. Just gross. <laughs> Terrible. Oh my god. But you know what? Those vehicles are awesome. <laughs> they are. Yes. 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 And I didn't pick an episode where we see the like mecha version where they all combine into like a, a guy, a big giant guy, but that's also a thing here. And I will say going back to like the kids being the heroes in the, in the American one, I think the Japanese one works better because it is like older teens or adults even maybe. I think they're teens, but like there's something kind of funny about the, they like morph into these like kind of like almost cutesy heroes with like round shapes and like round vehicles. And their the, the animal that they're supposed to represent is like a, a little beetle, which is round and cute and small. 
And I feel like that just adds to like the humor of this whole thing. It's like these little bugs are like <laughs> blown up to these epic proportions <laughs> fighting these other giant like monsters. And it's amazing. <laughs> also, the theme song for B-Fighter Kabuto is so fucking great. Like, oh, I yeah. love it so much. <laughs> that one's it's, stuck. It's pretty nice. It's been in my head for like the last week. It's uh, so good. It's nice. <laughs> I, I highly recommend anyone listening to, to seek out the B-Fighter Kabuto theme song, yeah. the intro. It's just so amazing. But also, here's here's the like insect alien guy uh, that I was talking oh, about. It's like, a, it's like the little blow. But he's blow a good guy, owl. right? He's the Zordon, right? <laughs> yeah, he's like the yeah. Zordon. And yeah. it's 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 great in the first episode because like, the girl that sees him, she's like, oh, kawaii! <laughs> oh, hilarious. Hilarious. Love it. True. Love it. I would say the same thing. I do, I do want to just... Again, shout out the the vehicles, which you know almost made everything else worthwhile in metallics. I, I like just how it's different; like it just feels different. There's a weight to it because it's like cool, like RC toys almost going around yeah, instead of like yeah. models or rubber suits. It's just something different. It's a different spin. And like when one of them like picks up the worm tank and like slams it down, that yeah. was just very oddly satisfying. They demonstrate all the features of each vehicle pretty well. Like one digs, one kind of like transforms and yeah, yeah picks things up. One flies. It's pretty dope. I also like the worm tanks are like these weird flash drive caterpillars. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of flash drives, uh, I also did not appreciate in oh. the, the weird, the, the lame ritual of like putting a memory card in a gun. Oh man! <laughs> yes, yes. I remember. I think I had one of those as a as a toy. Uh, but but man, what a waste of time in re- re- reality. <laughs> yeah. sake, right? It's like, dude, you you're, you're dead by the time. Oh hey, this this one, like. At least Tony Stark had, had that figured out. Yeah, <laughs> you got to understand this is this is ninety five, like was flash 95. drives, hard hard disks, right. Game Boy, Game but Boy, they, SIM cards. They wanted it to be. Drive. They wanted it to be like you know the the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you know, power coin thing, because like they just right. go back right. to that and yeah. like they all three of them have to do it individually, like card in, card in. It's like yeah, God yeah, damn yeah, it, yeah, just yeah. get on with yeah. it. Yeah, this is not that cool. Not as cool as you think it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to top it all off, in Beetleborg's Metallics, they refer to a hot dog as a sandwich, which is just inviting controversy. <laughs> oh man! Wow, I did not catch that. Yeah, it's like when they when the haunted house monsters are are kind of fooling around with the the good cartoonists in the beginning, like they're putting in between this two like in the bun, and like they've got the large ketchup and mustard. And they're, oh, they say wow. something like, don't you want to be a sandwich? Them's fighting words. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, in the image here, so who are these two? One looks like a demented Paulie Shaw. The other one, like, <laughs> oh, I guess Rick Moranis never never did retire. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know what who these people are. This is... Oh, these are the artist yeah, brothers. This is a cartoon. Wow. So this is the good guy, and then this again is a good guy. cartoonist oh. and an evil cartoonist. I, that is it's genius. so good. <laughs> yeah, it's genius. It's like I'm eccentric, but but kind. And then the other one is straight profiled as a molester. It's just like full on. You got the goatee and everything, and the, the receding hairline. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. Cannot trust you. Okay, all right. I just draw bug tanks. <laughs> Two more things. The yeah, as annoying as the like haunted house antics are i do kind of like the wolfman and how he's sort of like this angry donald duck type he's like (laughs) that made me laugh and i got big uh wandavision 90s episode vibes from the energy of this episode (laughs) nice it's like the canted angles the colorful cast oh yeah just like fast-paced antics 
spooky antics, no less. And then another thing I liked about the Japanese version was the villain, the Triceratops guy. He um he speaks in such like epic dark metaphors. He, he talks about being like fueled by the rage of extinct dinosaurs over millions of years. Oh my god! <laughs> just... Yeah, yeah. He was channeling like literally his ancestor dino spirits. To which I just yeah. go like, buddy, I don't think they were feeling shit. I think they're just dead. Like there's no anger of the spirits there, homie. But but still, I I felt his wrath. I felt yeah. his. I didn't want to mess with him. I do also think like in Masked Rider or Common Rider, the villain talks about something like it's like a similar the way they talk about the villain he's like raised in hell messenger of death resurrected you know i don't know it's just sounds like a real bad ombre yeah yeah <laughs> sounds awesome <laughs> are we ready to oh, pit yeah. them against each other yeah. oh yeah how about gensho goes first i hate to say it because i'm going with my nostalgia and i'm a i'm a b fighter guy i'm a b fighter guy on this one but right. but again to be yeah. to be frank b fighter Yes. Not metallics from based on right. what I, I mean, this, yeah, <laughs> that's the twist in this bracket. <laughs> yeah, you, you're, you're here, you're here to vote on the, the Japanese versions. Love so, it. how about those American versions, Eric? Well, um, you know, for, for all the, the crap I'm giving Beetleborgs, the, it is closer than I thought it would be, but Beetleborgs is just, the good stuff is sh- surrounded by so much shrill and obnoxious nonsense <laughs> that, like, I like I like the committed weirdness of Mast Rider. Like I that still got some smiles out of me. So I go yeah. for Mast Rider. Mast Rider. Mm-hmm. And I do have to take both into account. I like Common Rider. I like the darkness. Uh I thought Mast Rider is just a little too bland for me. That's fair. <laughs> but I love B Fighter Kabuto. And I respect the just the off the wallness of Metallics. Like I might not fully enjoy it. But I can I can get behind like the mythology a little more than like just the blandness of Mass Rider. Mm-hmm. I, like I like the comic book conceit, the wish fulfillment thing. I just feel there's a, there's enough there for me to to latch onto, and I think just B Fighter is is just really pulling this towards B Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> so B Fighter wins. Next up is the Cyberspace Conference, VR Troopers versus Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Mm-hmm. And this was an actual, uh, this is an actual debate back in the day because these, these are contemporary shows right here. These are both 1994. And this was a choice, you know, <laughs> in the, in the Toku explosion of 94 after the first season of Power Rangers, when this was the rage, you had your pick. I mean, you, you could watch them both like I did, well, but I definitely had a preference that we'll talk yeah. about. And correct me if I'm wrong. It's like, you know, it's the Saban versus. Uh, Deke Entertainment, because Deke got into it after yeah. Saban, you know, proved it was right. a money-making machine. Correct. And then on the on the Japanese side of things, uh, Gridman, I believe, was one of the last uh, Tsuburaya Pro, who were the guys who did Ultraman. Yeah. So so Gridman has the Ultraman DNA going on, while Tokusatsu mm-hmm. DNA is more on the the v, uh, Spiel. Dude, I so <laughs> I never seen Spielban in 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 Japan. I knew of it. Yeah. But having watched it properly, I'm just like, yo, like, I mean, Spielbahn sounds like Spielberg. They're <laughs> holding Jedi lightsabers. Like, yeah. what is going on here? Like, I, I want to know who, how much of, I don't know, this trickled into the creator's brains. But it, it's, yeah. yeah. Cause I, yeah. In Japanese, I don't know what the hell a Spielbahn is. So, you know, there you go. Yeah. It's just like a name or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah I think so. Um, yeah, it's interesting. So, yeah, first up, let's talk about VR Troopers. 
which was actually adapted from two different shows. So, th so we've got. Jiku Senji Spielban. Spielban, which is eighty-six. But then we've also got Superhuman Machine Metalder. Chojinki Metalda. From 1987, and that's so basically they they took this one character from Metalder, and that's the main character of VR Troopers, and then this duo of heroes in Spielbahn are like the two side characters in VR Troopers. So they have like a trio of troopers, and yeah, that's why it threw me off seeing that image of the three of them. I was like, wait, I've never seen them with and, the, and, the other two. And as, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as far as I as far as I'm concerned, I don't think they've ever shared a screen together in Japan. But that's like amazing. the way they did it in like the later Power Ranger seasons, because they kept like the the dinosaur suits even a couple seasons in when that wasn't the case in Japan, they like got the rights to the suits or like they even got them shipped so they could film American footage Amazing. in, in the suits, like in LA <laughs> in the in, Valley, in Angel Grove. Valley. <laughs> in Angel Grove, California. Right. <laughs> so I think that's similar here with VR troopers is they, they have, you know, this one cool looking red and blue suit from this one show. And then these other two guys, Let's just like take the suits and film some stuff and combine all the footage into one mm. thing. <laughs> As you do. Is that is that is that Rita Repulsa? No, that's that's a different that's the villain of the of Spielbahn. Wow. I don't think she shows up in VR Troopers. At least not the episodes we watched. Yeah. Because they also took the villain from Metalder. Maybe I should have had you watch Metalder. But I thought that there was less there was less like vehicle stuff in metalder it's it's more just like a guy it's just him yeah I, it's, I like a, it's kind that. of more like a like a common writer thing yeah. whereas spielbahn has like ships and like an x-wing <laughs> seriously <laughs> that's what it was it was so star wars and it's like really no one's no one's suing right yeah, now okay. because they're gonna get a call from lucasfilm <laughs> uh, we should also mention that saban was responsible for every show we've talked about until now yep. well even now because uh, we're not at cyber squad right, yet right yeah but yeah, every every show we've discussed thus far is part of the Saboniverse, including the turtles. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he uh, that was a Saban production because they crossed over with Power uh, Rangers of course. in space. Right. But getting back to VR Troopers, the Disney Adventures you see right here is actually in my hands. Oh, <laughs> hello. Um, uh, so it's an April 1995 God. Disney Adventures issue about the vr troopers I had that one. one that i owned yeah and uh it's actually not much at all about vr troopers it's like <laughs> a really quick interview with the three main actors uh and none of them are you know none of them have very much <laughs> insight to speak about <laughs> because they're just well it's, it's they probably didn't want to be there <laughs> well it's also a magazine for like second grade level readers right this <laughs> is like <laughs> What was doing the stunts like? It was hard work. Next yeah. question. <laughs> yeah, nothing very interesting. But um, there, there is like right before the VR Troopers uh, article, a big article about virtual reality. Nice. Far longer than the <laughs> than the actual VR that Troopers. That I remember. Yeah. Article. Yeah. So that just that that lets you know how uh, hot VR was at the time. Oh, amazing. And how much they were shoehorning all this old footage into <laughs> a VR narrative, which which we'll talk about when we when we want to talk about yeah. the American version. But I, I I'm still very fascinated by this idea of combining these two very 
different shows. Yeah, so Med- Metalder is um, basically I watched the pilot of that one. I didn't ask Ensha to watch that one, but I've I've seen it and yeah, basically like a guy builds an android to look like his dead son, and that's like the hero. Off to a great start. He's like a, he, he's like a robot hero, and. I think he just, I don't know if he has like a big mecha or anything. I think he just drives like a cool car that maybe flies or something. And then they took the villain, the alien villain, who has a pretty hilarious like motive. He he basically just wants to like be like a war profiteer and just like just create wars just for money. And he's just like, you're an alien, dude. Why do you need, <laughs> why do you need anything to do with like commerce on earth? <laughs> it just made me laugh. Just a, it's probably, but, probably um, just a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then Spielbahn is like a a, a couple, a, a man and a woman. They don't really go into the origin, do they? Gensho of Spielbahn? No, we kind of like I, the, at least the episode. Just I like saw jump right in, throw right. It's, in it's the pilot. The That's the first. Yeah. It's the first episode. So I don't. I don't uh, even know. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 the, and the other thing is, it's just super heavy on the the machines and yeah, all that stuff. More so, I felt screen time wise, you know. We see, we see them like infiltrating the bad guy's base, uh, which is a really cool like winter location. It's like icy mountains, uh, and they like infiltrate this top secret base and fight bad guys. And, th- and that footage was in the episode we watched, the VR Troopers episode. Yeah, and then like the the X wing footage. So one of them drives an X wing. One of them has like a ground vehicle, and they they fight the bad guys. Also in Spielbahn, there's like more environmental elements there's like a the water wars <laughs> they're fighting over water I was, I was just looking that up <laughs> yes they, people have come to earth in search of water or this this other race has come to earth in search of water yeah um, but yeah like the in spielbahn they have a is a double-bladed lightsaber I, I, that might even predate any double-bladed lightsaber in star wars you like, know it does we talked about that on, on dark well, dark horse explorers because <laughs> yeah well, what was that like 95 yeah. Yeah, it was like when that 90s, did 95. Yeah, we talked a lot about the OJ yeah. trial. It had to be 95. That's right. <laughs> so this is 86. So so before... Lucas, yet again, just profiteering off Japanese culture. I mean, just... I mean well, they're profiteering off of... He's like, of if you're going to steal from yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the receipt, baby. The, tra- the, the trailer for episode one. Bish, bish. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, here's some random trivia. I guess the 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 lady in VR Troopers ended up uh, fostering Shuki Levy, the uh, composer of all the stuff. Uh, they, they had a kid together. So there's oh, that. Yeah, the, yeah, the lady Sarah Brown in the American version. They did have a kid together. You do not want to know what their age gap was, though. <laughs> oh, you know, you know. I mean, there you have it. Sarah, Sarah Brown she's, <laughs> is interesting. I, I, I got for some whatever reason, I looked more into her than any of the other actors on these shows. But like, she became after because she was like nineteen when she got the gig on VR Troopers, mm-hmm. and then went on to have a career in soap operas where she won like and was nominated for several daytime Emmys. So hell yeah, she was like all my on all my children for a long time. So uh, she's she's done pretty well for herself. This is such a niche thing, especially in the American side of things, you know, let alone, you know, becoming a star in Japan if one of these shows is very popular. In America, it's just kind of like you're only remembered by the generation that was eight years old at the time, <laughs> like the year that you're showing. Right, right, right. 
one fun fact about from this Disney Adventures that she gave was um, she's like one of Amy Jo Johnson's best friend, the Pink mm. Ranger. <laughs> no way, in real life. Yeah, and they like true, yeah. love she it. She said she said she moved next door to me yesterday. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> So at one point they uh, they live next door to each other. That is fan fiction that should exist. Yeah, it's crazy that VR troopers and Power Rangers never shared screen. I mean, you know, they, if they had the if they had those suits to film stuff, why wouldn't you just uh, do a crossover? Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like this this is one of the more vague Toku shows that we watched. Hardest to describe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because we just we we're thrown into it, Gensho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 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 definitely a bit of a blender type show. Yeah lot going on so we so we can talk about vr troopers then how it combines them very much ripping off of the power rangers model you know karate teens uh get powers uh the main guy has kind of a lame like missing dad storyline whereas his dad went missing years ago and his dad was working on this like vr project with this other scientist professor hart until he goes missing and then professor hart or the digital avatar of Professor Hart contacts the kids and like has them walk through a portal to, you know, the underground headquarters where they've been working on this project and he gives them the powers to become the VR troopers to cross the reality barrier and fight Grimlord, a guy who is trying to cross into our reality to like take it over. It's very Tron. Has, yeah. Uh and it's like a he's he's very much like a B movie bad guy. His name is Zichter in the real world. <laughs> got these sex, sexy robot assistants. Amazing, an amazing, so nice and misogynist. Amazing '90s corporate <laughs> villain as American Psycho yeah. as you can imagine. Yeah, and like you said, there's like he has five <laughs> sexy female assistants. It's like wow, five. Just remember the kick-ass theme song. I mean, it is. It that, is pretty. It is an earworm. <laughs> Troopers three. Yeah. yeah, it is good. We are virtual reality. We. R B R. Uh, we should also mention the talking dog. There's a talking dog. <laughs> Don't forget the sidekick. talking dog. God, it's just always the extra, isn't it? You know, <laughs> <laughs> gotta have that comic just, relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the show, I guess, it was pretty Can, serious. I, I, I would say, out of all the American versions that we've watched, it was pretty darn serious. I don't know. There's a lot of like shenanigans with like the main guy being really inept at <laughs> what he's doing <laughs> in this episode. I found that really annoying and unfunny. Yeah. It was trying to be funny, but it was not. <laughs> I remember that. I just kind of blocked that out. I, I, I because I what what I was I was like I was loving the villain, of course, and the fact that his name is Grimlord when he goes into the yeah. other plane. Uh, and I was also think I was trying to puzzle out, yeah, like what about this was VR? Like it, it's actually not very clear, yeah. like that they're separate planes of reality here. Like yeah. just you saying that was like, the only d- time d- I first time I think I realized that. <laughs> just yeah, now. W- one of my notes is: Does it even understand what VR is? <laughs> totally does not. And much like much like a Disney Adventures cover, it is just there to ride on the coattails of the VR yeah. phenomenon. But there's yeah. nothing. There's nothing to do. I mean, it, it they kind of have those cool like heads up displays once they get in the suits and they're like in the vehicles. Mm-hmm. And the main guy even says, "Whoa, it's just like a video game." But presumably, they're in our our world. Right. They're not like in virtual. Exactly. Reality. It was like, like I don't get it. If, if it, it was virtual reality, it was indistinguishable from the real world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what I did like, though, like the the most techie component, though, is the professor, and I love how he's both omnipresent and super low energy. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I did not like his low energy. I thought I is, like, is that the guy? This guy is asleep. He's I like, love that. Is that the guy in there with the black shirt that, that yeah, looks yeah. like a archbishop of yes, some kind? Right, I mean, with like the just... weird tie dye background, and he's just he's just kind of very calmly saying like, "Oh yeah, I turned your car into a plane." <laughs> oh yeah, this this laser can make dogs speak English. Get show yeah. he rival he rivals the mass writer kid in terms of being on some sort of <laughs> something to even him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of well, maybe it's just in the opening credits. I felt like there was more intensity in that Mass Rider kid. Like he was taking it very seriously, oh, yeah. whereas this guy was just like phoning it in 100, percent and I loved it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, I think it was probably phoned from his house. Yeah, like, he he's was probably sitting in front yeah. of the blue screen. Oh yeah, just a very basic he's setup. Sitting in a chair. <laughs> Yeah. This was this was a COVID shoot before COVID. This was yeah. uh, just... He's like, I'll film the whole season in one day. You have one day. Yeah. Via Zoom. I... Yeah, that's basically what it looks like. There's plenty of energy going on there. And you know what else? I, I am impressed when they get actors who can do martial arts stunts. It looked yeah. like one or two of them could actually were actually doing the moves. Actually, fun fact, the guy who plays the main guy, Ryan, is the voice of the Gold Ranger in Zeo. Before they reveal who Zio oh, wow. is, before he, oh. before they reveal who he is, yeah, because I think that was another option actually of what he of who he could have been was this actual VR trooper guy, <laughs> this character, wow. Ryan, uh, which would have been cool. That there's the crossover that we were talking about, but they didn't they didn't make it happen. The visual aesthetic of VR troopers is also very confusing, as we've established. It's it's, it's just <laughs> yeah, at times it's kind of like this realistic world i i like that they work at that alternative weekly newspaper I, I think that was a lot cooler than just like power rangers are five friends who hang out at this combination dojo's juice bar <laughs> like these people <laughs> seem to have actual lives which i appreciated but you hold your tongue about ernie's <laughs> <laughs> then then at other times it seemed to have the aesthetic of like karaoke video when like the main guy is being emo about his missing dad he's like i love you dad i'll find you or it was like a Tim and Eric sketch almost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's his dad like? It's just, it's all over I the place. I want to meet that dad. The art troopers and the look and the tone is just all over the place. And it makes sense now, like, that I know that it's a mashup of two different, very different Japanese. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's a bold move. That's a bold move to just go, you know what? Now we're just going to start multiple ingredients in the blender. Yeah. But man, if, if they kept that Metalder plot line of like the android the dead android son i would like vr troopers so much more yeah 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 <laughs> would have been nice I was all about androids as a kid would have been nice all right are we ready to move on mm-hmm. also see season two of vr troopers was a third show so <laughs> hot damn man it just I mean, it just got even more confusing yeah <laughs> quick we need to make money <laughs> yeah yeah all right uh moving on to superhuman samurai cyber squad A.K.A. Gridman, the Hyper Agent. Oh my god. Tell me about Gridman. (laughs) Well, before that, I actually was familiar. I grew up with Gridman, but then I came, you know, even in England, I did, I did notice Superhuman Samurai, Cyber Squad, Matthew Lawrence. I completely forgot about the the almighty tim curry that's that's a whole nother vibe yes oh my god of all the shows i i feel like i feel guiltiest for not telling you to watch it's this one because i was like you gotta hear tim curry do that voice yeah i mean i actually just have like residue (laughs) memories of that and and frankly i'm glad you sent that email because i will honestly (laughs) rewatch this 
for sure. But uh, I remember being like, again, it, it is interesting, even the little things of just this being an Ultraman production, essentially, mm. if you, and, and, mm. and that, that you see the budget goes to where it's meant to go to, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and like, he's doing flips in the suit with extra padding and stuff. Yeah. And that, and I thought that was pretty bold and like you could, I don't know, because typically I feel like all the suits seem a bit more restrictive. So it was cool to do that. And I feel like a, a, a solid representation of, of the net, maybe. I don't know, whatever the hell was <laughs> oh, going yeah. on there. Well, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about the, the concept. Actually, this is, this is probably the, the closest adaptation, I think, uh, where like the, the American version actually looks the closest to the Japanese version. In the original, you got some teen kids, uh, one of whom, you know, they're all kind of computer nerds and one creates kind of this like digital superhero to sort of be his like virus cleaner upper, uh, in his computer. And then Gridman is like this, being from a digital dimension that comes and like inhabits the body of this superhero that he's designed. And he's like, you, you have to come help me fight, you know, these like evil virus monsters. And so the kid fuses with Gridman and goes into the computer to become Gridman and fight these monsters. Cause there's a bad guy. I forget his name, but he's like influencing this other kid at the same kid's high school. Yeah. Uh, he's like an incel, basically. Right? Yeah. To- no, totally. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. I was like, this is familiar. Okay. Yeah. So the kid de- designs viruses for this like digital bad guy. And then they send the viruses into like different machines and like electronic systems around the neighborhood of the world. And then Gridman has to go and fight those viruses to save the electronics from being corrupted or hijacked. Um, and it all takes place like in the digital world, like in the digital world is depicted as like a, 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 a like a neon grid, like a city. <laughs> and it's really cool, I must say. Um, but the American one is pretty much the same thing. Like, yeah, stunningly close. Uh, the only difference in the American one is like they're the kids are a band. <laughs> <laughs> Love and it. The, Love and it. The, and the, the, they, they, they hang out in this basement where they practice their band. Oh. And, uh, they enter the they enter the digital realm by like strumming their instruments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> and it's Matthew Lawrence, famous Lawrence brother. Was this before or after Boy Meets World? Before. Uh, is oh, it? Yeah, wow. yeah. He was Matthew Lawrence 94. didn't join Boy Meets World till later when they were like in co- the college years, basically. Got it. Got um, it. But yeah, pretty pretty much a one to one. So yeah, when he in the American one, when he goes in, he's servo, not. That's right. Yeah, servo. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, but then his friends also can later enter into the digital world and they pilot like different ships and the ships transform and they kind of like combine the servo to become like, you know, their version of like a megazord. There's a really cool dragon one, Drago. And actually of all these shows, I had the most toys from this one. Like I, I had toys from superhuman samurai cyber squad. Cause it was my shit <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> it's so cool. And I had the Drago, and it's amazing. <laughs> because not only was it, like, a dragon, but it could also be, like, a ship. Like, you could, like, fold him so that he was, like, a like a horizontal flying ship. But he could also break apart and become, like, join onto Servo. Like, that's even more than Power Rangers. Power Rangers didn't have that many, like, <laughs> yeah. options. It's a digital era, baby. You can customize. You can... <laughs> 
You got to build your own computer. Yeah, and he had weapons and shit. Yeah, he was decked mm-hmm. out, man. Like, he had like a, yeah, he had an axe, yeah, and a sword. Actually, I think the axe could flip around to become the sword. Yeah, sword was dope. Like when they, whenever they did that, whenever you pulled that out, you knew he meant business. Ugh, I love it. I love both of these shows. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I I have never seen Gridman, but I mean this. It, I kind of want to check it out. Um, so yeah, I mean, watch it for uh, watch it for the incel. I mean, for sure. I mean, that guy. Well, that well, guy they both is, have the incel. Yeah, There's the American the one has a pretty great one. one oh, really? Yeah, the American yeah, yeah. one too. Oh, has, wow, has a pretty great one. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Fun hijinks in each respective episode. In the Japanese one, it's great because the villain. So this whole there's this whole subplot where the girl in the group is going to the gym and like kind of being hit on by this like attractive like fitness coach. Dude, <laughs> dude, the fitness coach is like forty and shredded yeah. and hitting right. on. I want to say she's sixteen or something. I don't yeah. know what the hell's going on, but I was like, you know, he's straight up aggressively like, hey, uh, you want yeah. a piece of this, huh? And, and, she, uh, and she's and she's like seemingly into him, and it and it makes like the main guy, the main kid, like really insecure. And there's some like comedy there, that's pretty funny. I thought it's great. And then the bad guys send the viruses into like all this gym equipment, and it goes haywire. And you have all these like people at the gym like being overcome by like the gym equipment. <laughs> it's like the George Jetson thing. He like can't leave the treadmill because it's going too fast. Um, Bill Murray lost a, in translation, you know. Help. So there's a lot, there's a lot of like wacky hijinks there. None of that's in the American one, but the American one also has a fun plot line where the kids are they're they're trying to play a show wow. because Matthew Lawrence is trying to woo this girl that he yeah messed things up with, and he's like trying to get her back, and he's like written a song for her, but they can't make it to the show because the bad guys have like <laughs> created a barrier around the world. <laughs> And it and it just so happens to like goes, cut through the town, the so they can't get town. to the show. <laughs> like of all the like, the, st- the stakes are enormous, but they're also like really small. And I, I kind of love that like sitcom logic about it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of that sweet spot for me, uh, especially growing up. So like this, I want to say that I probably watched more of this even than the Power Rangers. You know, and I was quite familiar yes. with Power Rangers, but. This was something my sister and I would sit down and watch in the afternoons um, because we could agree on it, basically. It had that... <laughs> something for everyone. Yeah. It had the tokusatsu <laughs> action that I liked, and it had the Matthew Lawrence that she liked. And <laughs> But also, like, re-watching it, I realized, yeah, this is like, you know, regular teen comedy, like something you'd see on a Saturday morning. It was like a Saved by the Bell kind of right. yeah. territory that they're in. So it's like... And and so those two things are like very much the comfort food of my childhood. I think Power Rangers and VR Troopers, all these like SoCal teen high school show like concept, they're trying to go for that, but I don't think they they get it right. And I feel like Superhuman Samurai, it feels like a sitcom. Like it's filmed like a three camera sitcom, yeah. unlike those other Saban shows. Like I feel like there's something just more like unironic about the Saban shows, and I feel like they're like this one's kind of leaning into the fun of it. Totally, More. totally. It's interesting by the mid '90s that uh, it's almost like they are taking stronger liberties or leaps in terms of like, all right, let's you know cast better, let's yeah. create a b- bit more of a storyline that kind of fuses with the footage and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. 
and I think, well, also was point out again that this is not a Saban show. Like, I think there was also like, yeah. a, an assembly yeah. line kind of mentality for the Saban, which worked. I mean, it's still, mm-hmm. it was, it was very successful for them. And it also, you know, created shows that we're still talking about right now, but yeah, I think this was an attempt to kind of do it a little bit flashier, kind of an, a, with a little more traditional appeal to a Western audience. And yeah, I think they, they, they succeeded, man. The, the, the irony though, like that's, that's kind of like the main part of it too, right? It's like that kind of very knowing humor. The sassy lunch lady, I think is the, the one character that proves this the most. <laughs> Because she has a great line, like near the end, once the villain is vanquished and like the the band's about to play, and she's talk, she's like talking to the principal. She's like, "Hey, uh, nice that that mysterious wall around the planet vanished." <laughs> <laughs> Just in time for the show. Exactly. It's like, oh yeah, all these other people are living the same reality too, and like, but it's it's just so absurd, you know. And I do love uh, Frank, who is the hacker character from the American version. First of all, evil teen hacker. What a great character yeah. type <laughs> and he's just such a bastard he, he says something like i don't care if your song cures cancer you're not going to play like, i want my song to make this girl fall in love with me i don't care yeah. if it cures cancer <laughs> what a bitch and like one of the lines i wrote down was um he's like summoning kilo Khan and he all of a sudden becomes kind of like the dabbling in satanism teen you know what is your, <laughs> what is your teen doing alone in their bedroom he like summons Kilokai. He's like, "Answer me from the digital world." <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's so epic! Wow. Oh, you know what? I yeah. Okay, yeah. Now it's all coming back. It really is <laughs> Kilokai. Awesome. Oh man. And it has like the Tokusatsu action. I think I like the most, probably because I was the most indoctrinated with it. But that giant on giant destroying oh. a cardboard city. You oh. know. <laughs> And yeah, even before, Frank. even before Servo slash Gridman gets there, like the monster is just like looking at buildings and they're exploding. And this is, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know how to vote on this one. This is <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a couple more things. I, I absolutely love the, like the, just the neon grid world. Oh yeah. Just aesthetically the, probably the coolest thing of all these shows. You can just tell where the money was spent, frankly. Give me yes. those, and, yeah. Give and me those it was, Tron it was cool. vibes. Yeah, it was cool to see that, and um, just even the hokey kind of um, green screen of it all, it felt better than others of its ilk. At least with Gridman, you know, these guys have been at it for decades, you know, with Ultraman and all the different versions of that. So mm-hmm. being able to kind of, you know, go with what they know and spend bulk of it, you know, on the fights... I feel like it was almost, it almost felt like 50-50 split, you know, it felt like in terms of screen time, you know, but yeah. yeah. And I just love the the basement. I love the band. Like, I want to live in that basement <laughs> that speaks oh, yeah. to me. <laughs> That's the life I want to live. I want to be in a band and <laughs> enter the digital world as a superhero. That's, that's all I want from life. That's it. So, yeah. I know where I'm voting, but let's hear from Eric first. Well, um... I think if when I first watched him, I thought it was closer, but as we talk about it, it really isn't <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely voting for Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. It does a much better job of integrating kind of the computer aesthetic and, and just that premise of, you know, being a digital superhero and also makes it seem way cooler better production values, better humor. Just it is in every way yeah. a better show than VR Troopers. Amen. It's an easy. 
Gridman, and an easy Samurai Squad for me. The Toki show is better. The American show is better. VR Troopers might be my least favorite thing we watched, <laughs> to be honest. Damn. <laughs> like, I, I, I like the, 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 the Toku shows that it's pulling from, but, boy, I really don't like the American stuff. <laughs> oh, give me that professor. Love him. <laughs> yeah. uh, VR Troopers, you know, banger of a song. Banger of a song. Yeah. There's some, some, some good memories there. But uh, this, is a, this is a point for Gridman and Superhuman. I, I, I dug <laughs> both of them when I watched them as a kid, and revisiting gridman was 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 a hoot so there we have it gridman it is and now we move on to the final conference the fourth conference the conference of knights oh shit (laughs) we have tattooed teenage alien fighters from beverly hills versus the mystic knights of tirnanog and if you're wondering why they're knights it's because the the tattooed teens are a team that Combined together into Nitron, a, a night fighter that fights the monsters that are sent to Earth by you, you know, <laughs> because because they couldn't fit it in the title. Right. They had to put all those I other mean, words, those other crucial words. In what there. the hell is going on? <laughs> oh my god! Yes. <laughs> okay, so yeah, well let's let's I'll talk about the the, the premise first. Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. Again, doesn't have a Japanese title, but might be called... Beverly Hills no Teen Hidezu ni Uchujin Senshi. Released in 1994, again, like the last two shows we just talked about. I think this was another Deke show, like Samurai Squad, but the difference in quality is vast (laughs) because this one okay so another thing about this conference is that these aren't japanese shows at all these are both american all american shows no japanese footage to pull from so it's just the brains of american people (laughs) making these shows you know going for the style this is pretty much i feel like this is the closest to parody of power rangers that we get in this bracket yeah so there's like the sci-fi uh, alien knight villain, Emperor Gorganus, who sends different fighters to Earth. Um, and then we have some Beverly Hills teens who hang out in a coffee shop. They encounter uh, an underground or, you know, command center of some kind where an uh, an amorphous, disgusting alien blob. It's the, nerds, Nimbar. It's the nerd science project <laughs> that opens up a portal. Oh, there we go. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Glenn um, Shaddix, man. Yeah, Glenn Shaddix <laughs> is the voice of this alien Nimbar, and that's I mean, that's y- that's the best part. That's you should have you should have done a you should have done a, a, a. I think there's a separate bracket in, in, embedded within of just who's the best voice. You know, Tim Curry, Glenn Shaddix. Oh, I mean, there we go. But he basically is just like, "Come, teens, let me touch you on your arm so that I can give you permanent tattoos that will give you powers to become." alien fighters and so they get tattoos that are only visible when he needs them yeah it's like a job interview (laughs) they just keep asking these questions but what about this (laughs) oh this this gets oh the show gets bogged down in so much techno babble it's like it's insane Uh, but yeah so they become so they become these like mexican wrestlers basically yeah uh with constellation themed powers you know there's um Taurus, Apollo, Centaur, Scorpio. We didn't actually watch the episodes that feature a fifth ranger. Jesus. Or fighter, <laughs> rather. Based on Orion, who is actually 
the kid that's in Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Oh, shit. He's the Whoa. drummer. Whoa. So some shared actors there. And then there's a Superhuman Samurai in the episode, you know. That's right. Yeah, in the first episode, there's a just, samurai. The bad guy just, monster oh is a samurai, God. like an actual just, just, just no, even mo- more. no real monster about him. It's just a samurai. <laughs> just a, is it? And, and then what's even worse is he's a samurai, but they call him a ninja tron or something, right? Like they just like it's <laughs> that just, seems par for the course. For, yeah, you know, yeah. conflating of <laughs> yeah, cultures. It, and... It's like who cares, right? <laughs> well, here's what I don't get: is the is the samurai a giant? I didn't get a sense of the size of any of these. I thought things. they were giants. I thought they were giants, but again, giant? none of this makes sense. Yeah, but anyways, they 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 combine. They need to combine together into one nitron. It's like a knight that they become by grabbing each other's forearms. Like by the way, there's right. no there's no vehicles that combine. It's just like they yeah. just kind of transform together. And everything happens in this like oh uh, yellow, like sunset backdrop. <laughs> I didn't want to believe that was like just the default backdrop for all these fights. It's just so unimaginative, <laughs> boring. I know. <laughs> I will say I kind of like the bad guys like slap together dollar store sci-fi aesthetic. I was about to say like the three of us could hang tomorrow and shoot this, and it will be a higher right. budget than whatever the hell they were using. Uh, we should do that. I mean, <laughs> heck. And I just love how, like... Bring your eyes wide shut, Mask. Oh, well, exactly. Because, like, you know, at first I really did think, oh, okay, so they become them. And it's like, no, they're different actors. They're people, and, yeah. they're, they're sh- yeah. and they're shredded and roided as F. Yeah, and it's, it's here we are. Disturbing. Like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, man, it's great. So, it, so I'm also sharing this this image of, of one of the fighters in underwear mm-hmm. um, because there's a later episode where i don't even know what's going on but basically like one of the characters it's like the lame white guy the lame main white guy mm-hmm. <laughs> like anything he imagines comes true or something he's like anything and he like looks over to this this teammate of his and envisions her in underwear and it happens and it's really embarrassing for her and it's like yeah. holy shit <laughs> that's the real thing that happened in a children's tv show <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> just kind of tangential to that, like, uh, yeah, it is very awful that he would want to look at his teammate that way, you know, violate his teammate in that way. But the one kind of interesting part of the premise to me was that they created a team from four strangers, basically, like, or people who weren't <laughs> friends. Like, there's just yeah. so much of this cookie cutter thing about these American no, versions it's... of these shows. That, like, we're all friends or like, we all know each other. That that was kind of the one appealing thing to me, where they're like at the end of the episode saying, "Well, we can't, we also we still can't hang out. <laughs> like we gotta make, like, we can't yeah, betray I, our secret identities." I love how the, <laughs> but to me, I look at it as the goal of that shit, where it's just like, you know what? They don't even need to be connected. Fuck it, just fool <laughs> randos, slap on some uh, lucha libre bullshit. Um, totally. Oh, how do they get activated? Fuck it, tattoo, fake tattoos, slap it on. It's like. It, this was continuously felt like the first draft ideas through and through, and yeah. then it was like, and then it was like, all right, that's fine. Again, I think it's like the mo- it's it's trying to be a parody, and it's like let's let's double down on the long name, let's yep. double down on the techno babble. Like the- <laughs> I was seriously falling asleep because of so much techno babble. <laughs> it was confusing. I was like, this is too much. This is- I mean, especially for a five year old child, but even for an adult, yeah. I'm, I'm like, this. There's one too much. There's one clever joke in all that 
babble, like where they're asking all the questions about it. I think like the, the lame white guy s- says to Nimbus, can't you get somebody else? And he just goes, no. Just no, shut the fuck up. I love this that. Just like that, that, that to your point about it being parody cam, like there is, there is an, at least an attempt. Yeah. Also just like, the black nerd called Swinton. Swinton? Is that a damn name? Like, it's just, again, with the first draft nature of it all. Like, ah, Going through the motions. Yeah, that, you know? yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Isn't it weird that they these... don't even, Zordon's not even, it's a blob. They literally went with the first draft. It's like, oh, it's a blob. There's we'll no figure face, it out later. Yeah. No one figured it out later. It just continued. It was like, it remained. And he's so blood. creepy. He's just like, oh, please trust me, children. Yeah. And his <laughs> Let gross, me touch you. His gross hand comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and isn't it weird that aliens would have a medieval suit of armor as their ultimate weapon? Like, no sense. Is, yeah. Absolutely. Huh? No <laughs> sense. There's zero sense in this. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a I mess. did like that it's a total one, mess. I I did like that one line when when they got the tattoos. It's like, oh, tattoo! My dad's gonna kill me. It's like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's going to kill you because you're on, on the show, actually. I think that's probably why it's... <laughs> identified with the nerd at the very beginning, though, who's like, I don't want to work with anyone else. And like, <laughs> yeah. my, my, my dad... You will ruin uh, my project. And like, my, my, dad, my project. Like, you got to make friends, <laughs> you will drag, You will drag my grade down. He's, he said something like, they're not like committed physicists or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> is there a leader? Like, is, is the white guy supposed to be the leader? Because he is so unlikable, like... Yeah, he he's a dipshit. He's a and let's just call it what it is. He's a grade A dipshit. And uh and then I love all the <laughs> just the tropey like what is it? The the blonde girl, she's like, Oh, I don't play by the rules. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we got that after the eighth time you said that. Um, <laughs> as well as Nimbar is handing out personalities, that made me laugh too. Just he's yeah. like like yeah. you are the one who will set the rules, and you are the yeah. one who will break the rules. You are the yeah. one who who um knows which rules to follow and then you are the one who keeps everyone together i'm like what doesn't she get to like do something with the rules yeah yeah, yeah. fair <laughs> again first draft first draft <laughs> just so many rules <laughs> wow yeah just train wreck <laughs> and then this train wreck is up against yes mystic knights of tirna nog or as japan might call it so we have one of the earlier tattoo teens being one of the earlier examples and this is one of the latest examples actually the latest examples in in this bracket 1998 so i i actually i didn't know tattoo teens at the time i i found out about that later but i i was aware of knights mystic knights but i didn't watch it i was like past my toku phase at that point i was onto bigger things Another all-American or Irish, maybe even, <laughs> uh, production <laughs> because they did go to Ireland, which I thought was cool. It's the only way you can get those castles, man. Like, yeah, I there's mean, some this like is Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. Yeah, this is like some production value. And so, yeah, this is a very episodic high fantasy storyline about medieval teens. So it's set in medieval times who get powers and morph into colorful armor. Uh, each with the power of one of the four elements, fire, water, air, earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually there is a fifth one again that wasn't in the episode we watched, but there's a forest, uh, knight who comes later. And in the episode we watched, they summon a dragon to help fight 
the evil queen Maeve and her band of monsters and her evil dragon, three-headed dragon, Tyrune, that she uh, unleashes on the town. And the town doesn't trust the Mystic Knights uh, until they save the day, and then they do. Uh, and that's pretty much the episode. But this was uh, kind of just like the Anglo the Anglo version of, of tokusatsu, you know, like leaning into the Anglo mythology. I mean, I appreciated uh, that one lady had full thick accent going on. So that was, that was fun. And one of the guys too, I think like the rogue guy kind of had a yeah, Irish accent. Right. <laughs> it was, you Fine. just know it was like, all right, which one of you can do accents? I mean, okay, cool. So you too. All right. Everyone else who gives a shit. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, just to lay my cards out on the table, man. Hidden gem, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's it's not bad. It's it's definitely like there are several worse shows that we've already talked about. I like this one. Gotta say, this I might, like it. Yeah, this might even be my favorite. Oh yeah, looking at it. Yeah, <laughs> looking at it. That tracks. I feel like you're you're a fantasy boy. You're a high fantasy I think, boy. Yeah. Well, it's hard to say. Like, if that's just, it's. I mean, it is mostly me looking at it now. I had no interest in this growing up i just wasn't into fantasy then but again i like it because it's different you know it it feels different from a lot of these very repetitive toku shows that we were subjected to in america that cut out excised all the cool weird japanese plots <laughs> there's something here there's something more here than just like everyday teens with powers right and and it's mm-hmm. like you said it's it's episodic it tries to build this world it's yeah. and it's just the right amount to like make things interesting and not just feel like a monster of the week show yeah i w- i was like looking at what episode we should watch and like i think even the way they get powers is like one after the other like one episode at a time is like one character at a time and then uh and then the dragons come later and then the f- the fifth ranger comes later like uh, they really like tease it out, and I think that's actually how the the Japanese shows went more more than the American versions did. Like, I think the Americans were just like, let's just get to the good shit immediately. Like, let's get to the Zords, let's get to the, and they didn't. They, it wasn't like a storyline. It was just like, no, this happens every single episode, <laughs> and that's what happens. Whereas this seems actually more in the spirit of the Japanese Toku shows, mm-hmm. where it's like, let's create a story across the whole season with stakes and drama and right. And, and yeah. yeah, like building a, an actual relationship between the heroes and the world that they live in. Like this is like pretty much the only show that I watched that felt like the characters had an impact on their world. Like there, it was, there's things actually changing, evolving because of what they did and how people respond to that. And of course, like we said, the production value totally sets it apart. Not just the locations, which are amazing. And yeah, obviously like they actually went to Ireland to film some of this stuff, but the sets i think are pretty cool and then the costumes you know for the lack of big mecha stuff i think they you know they do focus a lot on those cool knight costumes that they turn into yeah and i picked i picked the dragon episodes because i feel like that was like the closest we get to like the big mecha it's like these are the bigger the bigger things that they summon to fight (laughs) the big monster you know Mm -hmm. and it's total like godzilla versus Ghidorah situation here like three-headed dragon evil dragon versus the good dragon (laughs) i don't love the i don't love the cgi dragons i think that's where the production value is lesser than the toku shows i'd much rather have like a guy in a suit being a zord Mm -hmm. than a cgi dragon but 
It was way better than the CGI in Beetleborgs. I could say that. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's yeah the CGI. Yeah, that ain't perfect, but you know they they kind of work around that limitation too. There's a lot of yeah, just again dynamics with the characters, interaction, and I love that the personalities are pretty distinct too. And not only are like in in contrast to tattooed teenage alien fighters <laughs> that tried to do a little like distinguish them in in ways like this gets a this is a much more natural kind of characterizations and that actually has a bearing on the on the story i really like the moment like you know where they're throwing all these complications at them and and they're trying to summon the good dragon uh, by reading from this scroll that i guess had summoned it before or something like you have to read it backwards but like the kind of hothead of the group says like no you have to destroy it because every time you read that something bad happens because I think I think when they read it, it locked up the dragon or something like that. Hmm. But you know, that's something that's again character dynamics coming into play, which is way more than I expect from any of these shows. Yeah, I mean, I think it honors honors its own. It's a Western Tokusatsu, right? So it's going to be yeah. influenced by the Western mythologies and folklore and fantasies. So I think they did a good job of that. And it's just, yeah, the tattooed is just. So so little effort, you know. It's just so little effort. These guys at least tried, you know. It's yeah. like, yeah. I will say, like the the theme song of this one is also pretty cool. Yeah, um, the American one has got some cool Celtic vibes. Um, yep, it's traditional but, instruments. Uh, but the German one that's also floating around the internet is kind of fun because it's very blatantly like an X-Men theme ripoff. Oh, love it. It's like... So good. Yeah. You get the same... You also get the same chanting in the American version as you do in Masked Rider. Masked Rider, yeah. Another Saban show? Yep. Also, my visual aid, this VHS that I have, very big clamshell case... Oh damn! <laughs> Let's see. It's a Amazing. cool action show. Damn! I d- okay. have not actually watched any of this yet. I just, you know, it, I got it along with some other tapes because it's it's weird that people just kind of like want to get rid of their tapes, and when you get one, they just send you more of them. But <laughs> you will watch it now. I will wa- exactly. Sure. I'm I'm way more excited <laughs> to watch it now. <laughs> we should all get together and watch Mystic Nights on VHS. <laughs> Hey, it's St. Paddy's coming up, so that's true. Oh, tis the season. <laughs> all right, I, it sounds like we're ready to vote. Yeah, it sounds like we all know that this is a Mystic Knight sweep. Yeah, yeah, it has to be. <laughs> I thought so. Well, also, like in this day and age, like you know, they had to be from Beverly Hills, didn't they? You know, just nine hundred two one zero was hot, man. Yeah. All right. So that does it for the first round. The next few rounds should move much quicker. Uh, since we've already discussed the shows for the most part, yeah, I know, I know how to, I know how to vote here too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, getting down to the final, final four, we got Zio, Metallics, Super Samurai, and Mystic Knights. But first up, O Ranger slash Power Ranger Zio versus B Fighter slash Beetleborgs Metallics. I mean, I know, I know how the American would vote. <laughs> That's easy. Yeah. It's it's a challenge because I'll just be out with it, yeah? I'm Team Kabuto, but not Metallics. Right. And then O-Ranger and Zeo for me are solid, like, equal, right? So it's like, 
if I'm ranking them, it's like Kabuto, then Oranger Zio, then Metallics. Yeah. I, I'm uh, in the same boat, and it's, yeah. it does it's, make it hard. <laughs> it does <laughs> make it hard. I, I feel like my enthusiasm for B-Fighter is, like, really high, and then Oranger and Zio are both just, like... You know what? Comfort. You, yeah. Like, yeah. like, Zio has the comfort of Power Rangers. Like, I, like, I'm back in the world of Power Rangers, and that's always comforting to me. Oranger... He's good. Like I think, my, like one of my notes when I was writing, when I was like going through watching, it was like ten out of ten. Like I love this hero. It's great. <laughs> but I can also like find detractors from Zio, like I and from O Ranger. Like I think when Toku teams have too many Zords, it kind of starts to lose me. Or when the Zords like aren't that cool, like Pyramid, just like a stationary thing. Right. Or like. Oh, we, should, we we didn't mention they bring in like the Red Ranger has like an extra an extra red sword. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I remember that throwing me off as a kid as well. It's like okay, but anyone else? No, it's just him. Just, yeah, so, it's so like the, it was when just they have favorites. too many when they have too many swords. Yeah, the favoritism of of like certain characters and like it's, this stops becoming special when it's like so many swords, so many things, and and I don't know like. I think the lack of creativity from, like, you know, as we said, like the statues in, in Zeo, the statue yeah. zords, yeah. Um, yeah. kind of takes away a little bit. But I also love, like, the humor of O-Ranger. Like, I was entertained, like, all the way through the O-Ranger episode. Right. But I also just fucking love <laughs> B-Fighter. Yeah, man. I think, I think that's the deal. That's the deal. That's really it, in a nutshell. Because, uh... Oh, this is hard. <laughs> All right, I think I have a responsibility to like balance the two, and I think because I can't vote for Metallics over Zio, I can't say like Metallics is as shitty as O Ranger is lesser than B Fighter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not because O Ranger is great. Well, so. I get to fall back and at least be like, okay, you know what? Who was stronger out of the Japanese for me? So I know yeah. who, I know what my decision will be. But yeah. again, whoever and wants you, to go first, and that's who that's how you should vote. Yeah. Well, it's Zio for me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Flabber. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it'll be Kabuto for me. Yeah. And I, I, God, I, I really wish I could vote B Fighter, but it, it wouldn't be true to the way that I have set this up. And I'm glad which, you've seen both. I'm glad you can make is, that decision. Yeah, which is to, and, and how can I not, how can I not throw a vote to the nostalgia Power Rangers? Because that starts it all. Get, that started yeah, it all for me. Yeah, do it. That's that's where my heart lies. And O Ranger is undeniably a ten out of ten great show. <laughs> Even if B Fighter might be eleven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Just go watch B Fighter, folks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If nothing else, listen to the theme song. Yeah. All right, Gridman. Superhuman Samurai versus Mystic Knights. I think there was a lot of love for both of these shows. Yeah, I'd say both of these are quality. But this is very easy for me. Big Superhuman Samurai fan, both nostalgically back then and now. I feel like I still love the the kind of sitcom aesthetic that I picked up on this time, where it's like it's really it's like operating in the language of comforting sitcom TV, and I love that about it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just think the aesthetic of the digital world is so awesome. And the mecha are so cool. Servo slash Gridman is so cool. God, yes. The premise of just like fighting viruses in the form of monsters is so awesome. I absolutely love Gridman. And that 
easily easily gets my vote. As good as Mystic Knights is, as as solid of a an American attempt at the Toku style, I think it's very successful at being in the spirit of. But it's got to be Gridman. Follow your heart. For me. I drew Gridman as a kid, and then uh, as soon as uh, one of, one of you mentioned Servo's name, that was another kind of like <laughs> lightning flash. Where I remember as a kid writing down the name Servo for some reason, and so I I think I kind of wanted to be Gridman as a kid. So I'm Team Gridman all the nice. way. All my heroes are named Servo. There's Servo from this show, <laughs> and there's Tom Servo <laughs> from Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> Yeah. So it, this sounds hard for me because these were the two shows that I like enjoyed watching the most by far throughout this. Yeah. Not that I didn't get enjoyment out of, you know, something, there was something to enjoy in every single one of them, but mm-hmm. I, I really like both of these. Um, and for me, this is like the power of nostalgia against like the excitement of discovering something new that I liked and didn't expect to enjoy. Yeah. And it comes down to like, uh, Superhuman Samurai, I would, it's, it's very dated, but in a good way. And I would definitely s- seek out like more YouTube clips of it, maybe to see more of the fights and stuff. But I like want to watch more full episodes of Mystic Knights. I want to see where the story goes. <laughs> you have the power with Exa- that. VHS yeah, of exactly. Yours. <laughs> I had the power all along. There was, there was water <laughs> around me, air above me, fire inside me and earth beneath me this whole time. <laughs> So and forest before you. Oh, is that is that the forest guys? <laughs> yeah, it's it's, for, it's forest before me. That one's a stretch, but okay. <laughs> and I also will say what I like most about Mystic Knights, I think more than any of these other ones, is that the powers are not accidental. It's just it's like, at least from from what I can tell, I guess I haven't seen they it. earned them. Yeah, yeah. It's just so many of these shows again are just about like I'm a kid and all of a sudden I have a power. You know, <laughs> I found a crystal. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw a vote to Mystic Knights, but I am not mad at all that Superhuman Samurai is moving <laughs> on because I love that show too. Yeah, and there we have it. Oh man, here we go. So our final two, O-Ranger slash Power Ranger Zeo versus Gridman slash Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. What a battle. It had it had to be this way, right? <laughs> it had to yeah. be this it way. It had to be right? this way. This, yeah. We got a Saban <laughs> and a Deke. We got, yes! we got, we got yes! a Morph Man. We got a Morph and... We got the Power Rangers right. surviving until the end, of course. Right. Then we got like their most, probably the their most like uh, perceptive copycat. You know, they're like we we know what to take from this, but also what to change, like what to like make it unique, at least in terms of the American versions of them. And I mean, I can't I can't deny that like Zio for me was fun, but kind of just warmed over Morphin, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that I like better. Mm-hmm. And Superhuman Samurai was, I was there on the couch after school on a weekday watching Matthew Lawrence get zapped into his computer via electric guitar. That's right. By the way, like the outfits they wear when they're like performing as a band, like all of a sudden, like in the third yeah. act, they're all just wearing like punk leather outfits. It's really <laughs> hilarious. Music, man. Band, band. <laughs> Can yeah. we also talk about how they just completely omit the musical show? Like, they, they cut out, like, any of the playing of music. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, we're going to go play a show, commercial break. And that was the was show. Like, <laughs> I'm dedicating this song to someone special. It's called Jennifer. And then, yeah, commercial break. You don't even get to hear the song. <laughs> <laughs> And then they're like rapping, but when it comes back from the commercial, it's like, <laughs> well, that was a great show, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conveniently, no music needed. To be it's great. It's great. Team Samurai. That's what their rock band is called. Yep. Oh wow! 
fun. I feel like that's the only reason they're summarizing the title of the show. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> only one and, and show. Just, 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 and Saiba with an S. Fuck it. Yeah. Why not? Uh, <laughs> you know, just. <laughs> only one show has that Nordstrom's kaiju fight, <laughs> Dollar Store Screech, and my vote oh, Superhuman man. Samurai Cyber Squad. <laughs> Uh, Screech, but also um, Teenage Kramer. <laughs> totally. Is what I was thinking. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, I love Power Rangers. I was a big Zeo fan at the time, but Superhuman Samurai represents, like, the height of my Power Rangers mania, my morph madness, you might say. In 1994, I was, like, all about Power Rangers, and I was like, what else is there that is like this that I can consume? And... Superhuman Samurai was like maybe even better than than Power Rangers like at the time like I think in in retrospect I I probably do like this more than season 2 of Power Rangers which was on at the same time. I think this versus season 1 of Power Rangers is is a harder battle but boy do I love Cyber Squad. It's so good. Gridman also amazing, hilarious. O-Ranger is amazing. Zeo it's comforting, but I got to give it to Gridman again. I think it's just too creative. The The digital world is just too rad. <laughs> and Tim Curry. There's too many good elements. I know, to, right? We, to... we can all come up with lots of like all, all different uh, reasons to select it. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming a lot of Gensho, though. He, he could he could go. He could go the other way. <laughs> well, I just got to like button this with how beautiful it is that we all come from different cultures and different places yet somehow gridman is this uniting bond the fact that we were essentially similar ages and absorbing it the way i don't know we were just all drawn to it for some reason i i'm also overthinking this but i never you know i grew up pretty you know like my friends were in england so in japan i didn't have many friends at all and so it was very much I got to see myself as that lone hero. The the ensemble five-person dynamic, like, I'm sorry, but, like, I mean, I don't know if you guys had freaking four other besties that you had rolled around with all the bloody type, but it just it <laughs> never really, like, you know, I, I bought it as a audience member, but uh, it didn't really relate to me as much. Mm-hmm. So, Gridman, you know, again, I'm, I'm drawing cartoons, uh, what is it, I'm doodling and stuff because, yeah, I wanted to be Gridman. It seemed like a badass who could kick ass and do it cool lovely sentiments and really a <laughs> testament to the power of Gridman. i also think that uh he could totally beat any of these other teams because they could just go into cyberspace and like fuck oh, up yeah. their internal workings uh i, I of all I'm the not... zords and all the mecha suits and <laughs> i and i hate to say this but like the orange episode you you re- recommended i i felt like they were just getting the asses handed to them through and through <laughs> and i was just like Guys, you're not that powerful. Right? You know, you know, it does end on a, on a dark cliffhanger, doesn't it? Yeah. No, it's brutal. One of their own gets gets turned into, you know, a monster type, and it's it's. But still, you you got to see the Zords. You got to see the the, yeah. the, the Mecha. Yeah, they have a full arsenal for sure. Yeah, and some of that arsenal leaves some things to be desired, but that is not the case in Gridman. I'm all about the dragon. Servo, Gridman. We didn't even really talk about the other vehicles that combine this with Gridman either, like the mm-hmm. 
There's like the one with like the drills. Well, that's and... that's the power of Gridman, right? All that stuff <laughs> is just bonus cherry yeah. on tops. He's yeah. so strong solo. Yeah. That that all the extra stuff, like I mean, heck, you know, I kind of almost forgot he had robots to be honest, because yeah. I just always remember him, you know, and then kicking ass. So there it is. Yeah, there's some These killer guys. robots. God, yeah, so much, so much awesomeness. Let's just put it this way: the man had options. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he man. had many options to kick some ass. It was great. <laughs> oh man! So there we have it—the winner of Morph Madness, the Tokusatsu Tournament, Gridman himself. Congrats, champion! Congrats, Toku champion! All right, who's ready to say that Gridman is better than Season One, Zeo Rangers, Dinosaur Zords, Dino Zords, Power Rangers? Who you got? Power Rangers or Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad? Oh, I got to go with the Power Rangers just because they seem much more competent fighters than the this like <laughs> group of kids in a basement children. that got sucked into their community. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 the OG for sure. Yeah, and Servo is formidable. Let's not let's not you know forget that. But yeah. The fight might be over before they even get into the Zords. They just like, you get these like four or five jacked, uh, young adults kicking the asses of these high, uh, high school freshmen. The thing that like I'm curious about is like, would the, where would this fight even take place? Cause like, does Gridman only fight inside the digital world? Like, how could the Power Rangers even get to them? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it would have to be like a Tron situation where Gridman somehow gets out into the real out. world. Yeah, I like which I, I think feel it's... like that that probably was a plot line. I think in one. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure it had to. But isn't a Tron yeah. situation when you go into the computer? It's like well, Tron Legacy at the end. Ah, there. there you go. Spoilers! For, spoilers uh, right, for Tron right. Legacy. I mean, there are implications. I've forgotten about that. Uh, <laughs> and 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 heck, even you know, even one division of it all. You know, there are implications. Mm. I think mm. when. When you try to get something out of something, yeah. I think it's still safe to say that Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad rivals my love of Power Rangers. Like, it's wow. I don't. I, this it, is the it, first. It, <laughs> it act. It activates. I don't. I don't think it could. I don't think it could top it ultimately. But, right. but I think like at the height of my Power Ranger love, this was like this was like the other thing that that could be up there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I just appreciate it so much. For, for activating that imagination like that just ah i love tokusatsu stuff i just i've come to the realization oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> after all these years yes suddenly <laughs> it, it just suddenly occurred to me that i love this what stuff. you're saying though it makes a lot of sense too though it's like you know for every for every michael jordan you got to have a rival you know you got to have a carl malone or a charles barkley <laughs> Yeah, and that's grid man. Oh, one more thing, one more activity that we have to do. Uh, usually we do pitches, but uh, I feel like this is too too much, too much content to <laughs> prepare pitches in advance. So we're gonna do this on the fly. We're gonna create. Uh, if Gensho has time, do you have time, Gensho? I, I got I, I got a few minutes. Yeah, for, yeah. For a quick, uh, fun exercise, a game sure. of sorts. Uh, we're gonna do a quote unquote team building exercise. Uh, we're gonna cre- we're each gonna create. Uh, with each other's help, the original tokusatsu teams, kind of based on, you know, the the format of the shows that we've watched. So basically, what we're gonna do is play. Uh, if you've ever heard of the game Exquisite Corpse, 
it's a storytelling game where basically you you collectively tell a story, but you're each like adding elements to it in a, in a sort of Mad Libsy style way. Okay. Um, okay. Oh yeah. yeah okay. So like yeah, each so, yeah. person, so you start. One person will start, and then we'll each add you know an element to it. I think in this case we're actually going to be creating a mishmash title, much like Teenage Tattooed Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills, and you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three of us will come up with a title together and then one person will just off the top of their head elevator pitch of what that would look like, you know? So there's like different adjectives like Mighty Morphin or Big Bad or Mystic, yeah. Tattooed Teenage we're, we're pulling, that we can start we're with. We're pulling all these all these words from the shows we watch. Well, I was thinking we could we could do stuff in the spirit of, but try to exclude any of these words oh, that we've okay, seen before. Got it, got great, it. great. Even better, yeah. So like, So like come up with themes that we haven't seen before or words um all right since i'm kind of like the <laughs> games master the games master i'm gonna i'm gonna give you guys a, a two-word phrase okay okay in the vein of like power rangers and then you guys are gonna each add a word to it okay a, a word or two like you could so you can build at the beginning of it so if i if i were to give you power rangers you could say mighty morphin at the beginning right or if i said alien fighters and you could say from beverly hills at the end <laughs> so you each have the liberty to like add to the beginning or the end of this of this phrase okay. oh fun okay so i'm gonna give you the phrase of skater crusaders mm. and let's go to eric next to add on to either the beginning or the end of of Skater Crusaders. I want at the beginning, and I'm going to call them Awesome Australian. (laughs) Nice. So, Gensho, add a little subtitle or a setting, you know, in the vein of, like, of Tirnanog or from Beverly Hills or... I mean, I don't know why, but it it just for me screams out of Mars. Mars. (laughs) Australians of Mars. Like that's literally <laughs> awesome Australian skater. Well, it's like it's like aliens of Beverly Hills. Yeah, you know? yeah it's awesome. It's, it's awesome like, and Australian. It, it's almost like what? So I so they were Australian skaters, and then they totally just got uh, like abducted and taken Crusaders to Mars, and it's like, Mars. but yeah, they're trying to get back, but it's like I guess we're here for now, and we'll kick ass while we're at yeah, it. Yeah, the first half, the first half of this is like. Uh, like a eighties skate exploitation movie. Then the second, then yeah, the second half yeah. is like uh, John Carter. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I would argue maybe the first act is, yeah, the eighties. Even even maybe Mad Max in a mall, really, because yeah. it's skater kids, right? And then the the second act is there on Mars, and then the third act, the whole, the whole time they're just trying to get home. <laughs> just, what if what if there's different types of skaters? There's like skateboarders, but also maybe like ice skaters. Right. Oh my uh, god! And then and then you, you might roller skaters, yeah. roller skaters, ladies. and then you know, and then uh, winter spinoff skiing and and, and snowboarding. <laughs> yeah. you know, get that in the, and surfers too. It's just and I feel yeah. like like the sixth ranger can be like the longboarder or something. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. This is just an excuse to get all the extreme sports in here. Like you, all the, you yes. Yeah. Like one is BMX, one is a skateboard, one is a rollerblader. <laughs> oh my god. And then you and, and then you realize this was all just a backdoor triple X prequel. <laughs> just, 
One of the alternate uh, phrases I was going to give you guys was botanical BMXers. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the botanical BMXers would have uh, had a joint episode with Skater Crusaders. Yeah. <laughs> I had I had a little list of things queued up, like just kind of words and phrases, but nothing – like the only thing I would like almost as much as Awesome Australian was from hell. <laughs> Skater Crusaders. From yeah. <laughs> I was also considering jet ski genies. Oh shit! Jet ski genies. <laughs> Think of the toys. See, jet skis just. It, well, true. I mean, jet ski for me just immediately takes me to like Wave Race sixty four. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the that's where my head goes. <laughs> oh, man. these jet ski genies. They're they must be in the the Red Sea. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. It could be. You could do a whole thing. Like, I'm sure there's lots of like rich people in Dubai who own jet skis. Yeah, <laughs> it would fit. <laughs> wow. See how much fun that was. <laughs> That's exquisite corpse. Can't show. It's a fun game where you just. I like just that. I like that. Put it all together. Wow. Uh, have have we have we been driven insane by morph madness? I, you I guys? feel pretty mad. <laughs> yeah. We we morphed hard. I feel like I had so much planned, and it kind of just like. I was crushed by the weight of of, of a sword. I think yeah. you did an insanely admirable yeah, job, my this friend. This was amazing. You, you 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 literally found like everything, gave us all the links to Japanese and English, which I didn't know you could even do behind the scenes. Yeah, but I don't know if listeners. I don't know if this will be a cohesive experience for listeners. Yeah, so I apologize might... to any <laughs> listeners that are just completely hey, lost. Listen, by this point. listen. If you know, you know, right? And that's <laughs> a little bit on this episode. It's unfortunately that's where we're at i mean if you don't know about the tattooed uh alien uh you know kids from Beverly Hills, uh you're lucky actually is basically where that is i think i think we're gonna send at least some some people to you know some fun youtube discoveries this will this is good yes yes and I, the intros alone are worth there's, it. there's gonna be more yeah. that people realize from their childhood channel surfing i think yeah I think the Japanese ones, as usual, you'll just notice that, yeah, the, the, the more mature themes and honestly, yeah. so much of it plays like a live action anime, which is a, a lot of fun. And then yeah. the American ones, you know, I think the strengths are their strengths and you see that in something like Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. And then unfortunately, the, the faults you'll see in the, uh, Alien Fighters of Beverly Hills, you know, <laughs> yeah. so. I feel like ultimately, like the the stuff I was into as a kid, these toku shows, the American versions, like they were pointing to a style and like a a, a film language and an aesthetic that I didn't know I just was born for. Like I, <laughs> it took me finally coming up with this episode and and finally getting to those original shows mm-hmm. to be like. I'm justified in liking this shit because it's it's dope. Like I love it. I love the original shows. Yeah. They're exactly everything I hoped for. It was just like fun, silly, epic, imaginative I, art. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's an exaggeration to say as we keep moving towards like closer and closer towards like a global culture each and every year. Yeah. Uh this was an this kind of stuff is an important step. A whole generation of children in the West, uh, for sure are, you know, get, get introduced very, you know, just a little bit at first, but you can realize there's something there. You felt that stirring in your loins, Cam. You're like, what is this? I need more. (laughs) Yeah. And eventually you became the man Uh, you are today. Just a toku loving fool. 
And now I'm I'm in my 30s and I just want to watch B Fighter yeah, Kabuto. Yeah. I want to binge I want to binge B Fighter Kabuto. And, and it's you know and <laughs> this is what single people so do. Thank God or whatever deity you subscribe to that you live in Zordon. the here. Yeah, thanks Zordon that you live in the here and now in 2021. If you lived 100 years ago, none of this would be possible. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. But you do. And like I said, folks, if you know, you know. If you if you toku, you toku. So thank you, all of you, for tokuing with us. Thank the Zord. Thank the Zord, and thank Gensho Tosaka for joining us. <laughs> Hell yeah! Thanks to all the morphing people out there. You know, keep morphing out there. <laughs> Is there any anything you want to plug, Gensho? Well, you have uh, this this amazing platform <laughs> in front of all our listeners. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm currently. Uh, in the in the production department on uh, a new up and coming Nickelodeon show called Drama Club, mm-hmm. so that'll be a lot of fun uh, for all you cool cats watching Nick shows. Cool. Go check it out when it when it drops in. I think it's March, it's March twentieth maybe, but it, it's 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 very much about the drop on Nick dot com oh, nice. and all the good stuff. So check it out, check it out. Sounds yeah. awesome. We're proud of you for being part of something Thank you. successful coming out soon. And uh, we're also proud of you for sitting with us for a couple hours and talking about Tokusatsu. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks for having yeah. me, man. Thank you for having having me, both of you. It's always yes, a pleasure. Yes, this was a delight. So yeah, I hope I hope you also enjoyed that, listeners. If you want to listen to some more of us, including some more Gensho, who is uh, part of our Matrix March. He's been on a lot of our Batman episodes. Anytime we do a Batman live-action film, he's there, baby. So you can go to our website, what were we watching.com or our Bandcamp site for some of those really old classics. Uh, and you can also find us on social media on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages. If you look for what were we watching or W4 podcast on Twitter. And of course, uh, drop us a line. Uh, if you got tokusatsu memories, if you have morph madness, we have the cure <laughs> and it involves the B fighter theme song. Just FYI, <laughs> but Drop us a line. What were we watching at gmail.com? We want to hear your memories. And also like who who would you want to win this tournament? Did we come up did we did we end up in the right place? Or do you do you have do you have issues with it? Did we do Mass Rider dirty? Did we do Mass Rider <laughs> Furbus? We did Furbus dirty, everybody. <laughs> well, once again, just thanks a million to Gensho Tasaka. And one more thank you to our good friend and man in Japan, Jack Stovald for providing the Japanese title translations for all the shows we just talked about. That was his voice over the Dragon Ball jingle you may have heard, a segment of his that we borrowed, and that you can hear on his many podcasts, such as Reopening the Wormhole, The Ape Cast, and Jack's Silly Little Friendly Neighborhood Star Trek Discovery Short Treks Picard and Lower Decks podcast. It's a long name. Me and his friends think he's doing a great job, so check those out. And thanks again, Jack. And thanks to you, our listeners. Uh, for Gensho and Cam, I'm Eric. You've been listening to What Were We Watching? And until next time... I am Kilo Khan, overlord of the digital world. I need no permission to meddle in affairs electronic. But I thought you... Silence! Just sit back and enjoy the show, meat thing. Meat thing.